certainly has a, a wild, wild idea of what they perceive Western culture to be. Which, speaking of which, uh, kind of prepare ourselves. And I don't know. I don't, I, 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 I'm kind of uh, caught with my pants down here only because I'm not the one with the soundboard here. Ed is. Um, I, I'm going to formally issue a, a, a light moratorium on chaos. Just like we got like maybe eight. I want like good eight solid, and you then got, after you, that, yeah, you, you got some good bits in there for a minute. <laughs> just a couple of I, it, it got it got out of hand though. We got we got. I don't know, man. Like I, there's a lot of other things to fucking pick apart. Like motherfucking dude, just like running up in a Henley of all things, like fucking trying to take down a a JRPG god. Like no, bro, the dude in video games is the Henley. That that's Nathan Drake, and that motherfucker like he he fighting gods with with guns and 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 uh, archaeology and robbery. Was he tucked? I didn't even tell if he was. Tucked no, it was, or not. it was a half tuck. It was like a weird. Ugh. But it was like the Nomura. Like I I gotta make this a little pointy or a little weird. Um, Friggin' Nomura, uh, Jesus. <laughs> no, but. I want to tell the story of an angry man. Oh. Bro. Was that even on the podcast? Though no, I don't remember. Chaos. No, um, the... We, so we, the didn't, we didn't know it was a thing when we did our predictions, Oh, no, right? this was a absolute... This was a world premiere. Ah, gotcha. Uh, <laughs> like a... Uh, Xbox Games Pass premiere, uh, which, God, if that was a drinking game. Oh, um, we've been fucked. We, dude. Yikes. Like, I, I, I would, I'm also pleased to announce that I am, too, going to be available on Xbox Games Pass. <laughs> <It's> like, yep. <laughs> fuck day me. one. Day one on PC and Game Pass. Like, Jesus. Um, no, man. Uh, so... Yeah, this is it was a wild it was a wild ride, but like all right, if we're if if we were to put our collective heads together, we're going to do our E3 alternative. Okay? Mm. Like fucking like D4 or some shit. I don't care. Um in what world would you hire musical act Weezer? For the year 2021. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that Wave Break game looked kind of cool. Um, <laughs> but I don't know if Weezer knew that's what they were there to promote or were in any way, shape, or form a part of that. Oh, dude, yeah. They, look they so just cool. saw a game and said, this has neon uh, Weezer, I guess. So, fun story. My dad is a fan of Weezer. Everyone else's dad is yeah, a fan man. of Weezer. River, yeah, River man. Como. <laughs> <laughs> I like the I like the sweater song, you know, whatever. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> like But but go on, Sean. Oh, that was about all I had. <laughs> oh <laughs> I thought <laughs> Chaos took the rest of my bit. This is a good this is a good this is a good antidote. I like that. <laughs> my dad looks easy. Yeah, like <laughs> Well, I don't know. Hey, if you got a if if like Weezer's your draw for like your fucking E three thing, like I don't know, Jeff. Like you gotta step it up, bro. I mean, that's like people that tuned into E three coverage because like Joe McHale was hosting. Like, is that is that the draw? Is that what brings people in? I mean, I don't know, dude. We've we've gotten years of like stuff like Mister Caffeine or mm-hmm. fucking like we. 
we've had some doozies, but like that dude's not actually bad at his job. I know I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I've <laughs> gone to I've gone to conferences where he's been the U- Ubisoft like guy, and he was not bad. I just think on a grand stage, he just I don't know, man. He just had to take a bathroom break and came back, and he was just another person. <laughs> Wasn't like Ridge Racer a meme or something at some point? Like Ridge Racer. Yeah. It's Ridge God, Racer. I, feels like forever ago. I just like I E three has always been kinda like self aware of itself, but like from this like it's it's definitely had this grandiose uh perception of like mm. what it is the and like it's it's important, but like it's also I don't know, man. Like, at, at this point in time, like, is, is like, where's the line between like journalism and YouTube or whatnot? And while like that still continues to straddle between like consistency, relevancy, and 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 everything in between, E3 is just now more than ever. Like, bro, I I am super down. Like, I I think I trust the platforms of Microsoft, Sony. I mean, every, cause like they're always, they're, they're glorified puff pieces, even with like the, like E3 doesn't need to be the host to it. Like I'd rather them yeah. just do their own thing. I will say the most E on the e, most E3 thing on brand was, do you see the Koch media? Like it was like some kind of hour long presentation. I think that's what it's called. Like, like K O C H media. Uh, yeah. Coke, Coke media, Coke media. Yeah. Coke media. Thank you. Coke media. Uh, that was just an hour-long, like, recruitment video for their company. <laughs> yeah. Like, it had nothing to do with games. It's just like, our company's great. Look at all we've done. Like, like what I mean, okay, is this? I, he, all right. So, I really, I, I can see the intent behind it. Like, but I just felt like it was the most E3 thing ever, because E3 is a trade show, or at least it was a trade show. Like, you know, that was its I, whole purpose initially. I, just, I mean... And, and and at the end of the day, like it's all about like hyping like what you have to offer instead of navel gazing, because like the navel gazing's never fucking done anyone any favors. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, it it's always looking at like the fucking spectacle and 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 just the like the hype of like new games hitting, and then you don't get to really see or understand. A lot of what happens behind the scenes, which is why there's an entirely different conference and trade show for that at GDC and what it does. But I feel like, especially now more than ever, when we've got these fucking dipshits like opening their fucking neck holes and and just spouting like the stupidest shit like, hey, you're going to make me drop $70 uh, you might as well provide me a game where the vegetation reacts to what I'm doing. I mean, what's wrong with you, Insomniac? Um. I'm like, bro, they just, like, this game is so fucking beautiful and, and just jaw-dropping in, in so many other regards to, like, what we've done. And they did it without, like, compromising their studio and the people who run it. Like, here's the point, and you're over here somewhere... Like, the point has flown over you. It's made some drop-off deliveries. It's enjoying, like, fuck it. Like, I don't... I just don't want to... Like, why cater to that? Like, why, why like, feed into that by keep... Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm good for it. Yeah, I don't need the propaganda, like, fucking, like, hypno-toad shit. But I, I would love for an opportunity, if done 
even for those who have mild interest to like, you know, pull back the curtain a little bit, like mm-hmm. give people more of an idea of like what it really takes to go into a game on the development side of things. And like maybe just educate and elucidate on certain misconceptions like a fucking game engine and why like seeing something with the word unreal or unity shouldn't immediately give you a bias of like whether or not the game's going to be fucking good like that shit is so irksome so mm-hmm. i don't know i i but i see it i see that yeah that like that, that could have been organized better but i think keely's heart was in the right place <laughs> Well, and I think he kind of, you know, had probably felt like he was the one to carry on. Like, he obviously saw that, you know, um, fuck, what's the organization that runs E3? I'm, I'm drawing a blank. ESA. ESA, thank you. Like, ESA had their slip-ups, and so, like, he probably just assumed, hey, I gotta take up the mantle. Like, I gotta get this, you know, if there is no E3, what takes its place? Like, I think I mean- he was just kind of playing damage control. I mean, you know, doxing, doxing people's, uh, yeah, online. putting out, putting out all exactly the media's information. Yeah, that's uh, usually a good look. Like, we, I just missed that year. That was literally everything, mm-hmm. uh, fucking 2014 and up. Um, which, or actually, no, I went 2014, but I, I, from what I saw, I wasn't on the, I was on the list of, of affected people. So that was neat, I guess. You didn't win but the bullshit like, lottery. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, hmm. um, Press Pause Radio episode 133. Uh, more, more of this, more of this acerbic, like, uh, like acceptance. Like, I don't want to say underwhelming. Like, we were whelmed. I, I was, I would say, <laughs> I was safely whelmed. There was, Vag- there was some good stuff about whelmed. it. There was, a, and I think it was in places you wouldn't expect. So I'm excited about what potential they have going forward. Yeah, but you know what, like. At, at this point, no amount of who saved E3, because I, God, I hate that line too. Like, it's fucking. Hey, I'll tell like, you who saved E3, Chaos. Oh. In a way. Sort of. <laughs> like, inadvertently. In a way. Inadvertently. <laughs> That's probably the, the last one I'm going to say. The 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 real we'll, chaos we'll, we'll is just the friends we've made along the way. I don't, I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> like. The point of the matter is, like, E3 happened, and, and we're here to talk about it, um, but I don't know, it, it, whatever, like, as we talk about it, it, it sort of made me realize more and more, I'm like, you know, like, I'm okay with more state of plays or, or Xbox Bethesda day one, like, I, I don't think I'm tired <laughs> of hearing day one, so, like, we, we could do that, I mean, I, I haven't gotten... I haven't gotten over the, the, like that's always neat. Though uh, Nintendo got to really fix their buffering shit because that like it was so awkward the delay. Like <laughs> he would just like he would point and then like where's the snap and then Where the snap would happen. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. We should do that for like our our uh, going into the podcast theme music. Do a snap, but then it's like really off. <laughs> do you guys want to try it? Do you want to snap right now? Uh,
fuck it, fix it in post. Quality. Ah, <laughs> uh, so episode one hundred thirty three, and uh, this is Georgie Boy Zach's. I am, I am exhausted. I am, I am running behind on like probably the biggest hardware review I've done since the PlayStation TV. Though I'm doing arguably way more with it, with um, with less resources. Um, so, um, Ed and I have been uh, crafting uh, what would what it what we plan to make the first companion um, video for uh, a quarter circle forward review. So, a little excited about that, but trying to get my shit in a row. And also, it's uh I, I mean, I'll save that for that. I'm not going to, like, use up any more podcast time on it, but um, I'm – that's another thing that I could say I'm whelmed on <laughs> as far as the Atari VCS, but um, fucking – we still got the Polymega, which might happen any day, and the Amico, uh, the thing that I could care less about because, you know – Tommy Tallarico and company want to fucking like employ a shitty bigot um, to, to to like you know do which thing. one? Uh, Doug Tanapol, the, uh, oh. the shit sucker who created Earthworm Jim. He's involved oh, no. in the exclusive Earthworm Jim game coming to the Amico. <sighs> which, oh man, the the first like twenty seconds of what they shoe off, uh, shoot, showed off. Shoot, I didn't even know they um, showed that. Ooh. Oh, dude, it looks. It looks rough. It looks like a, it looks like a rejected DigiPen fan project. Well, so, <laughs> Ed signed off on that one already. He's like, I'm good. But anyway, yeah, that's that, that that's me on this side of things. What about what about you, Andrew? How you feeling? I'm doing all right. You know, I uh, I actually came out of. I don't even know if you'd call it E3. Let's just call it the the week in a half or kind of a week like it was like a Thursday to Tuesday weird kind of uh, schedule I came out of it really excited about indie games and uh, we'll go into detail about it but man like right now like you still have maybe a day or two left uh, as of this recording so I don't know if you'll get a chance to play it when you actually get to hear this but Steam has a shit ton of like indie games that you can download and play demos for my wish list is in the triple digits I'm super pumped oh yeah I um, I think my favorite part, and like I didn't include it in our outline, only because I didn't know. But like, I'll I'll definitely let you take lead on that. Mm-hmm. But we got to check it out. But I think my favorite part was the the wholesome game show, which I yeah, forget yeah. that it was a. I totally for, I I feel like it was a new thing this year. It was kind of like not. a it was kind of like a precursor though to a lot of the like major events. It was kind of like no. the first thing they came out with, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was um like Day of the Devs and all that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. It was it was definitely on uh, the Saturday. Um, I do remember that because Thursday started with Summer Games Fest, mm-hmm. and then it just started rolling from there. Which like I get like at this point starting E three as early as you can and and like getting but I mean at this point put it all on the weekend. Like why start? I don't know. It and it's weird too because there was definitely like you could feel or the Sony's absence where they would normally have been present on the Monday. And they weren't, so um, it was it was a little bizarre, uh, but I I really enjoyed it. I think um, the one game that I was super into was um, Lake. I'm I'm excited mm-hmm. to like mail, mail delivery simulator. <laughs> 
Well, more than that, just like oh, sure, getting sure. to know because there's, I mean, that's the one thing like these unsuspecting like uh, humble little stories like have the sinister dark like even Gone Home like it's Gone Home yes. I think is what's well really... yeah and we did a did we do a games club for uh, Gone Home we and just like, a... like yeah just like the like leading up to it you know the build up. Mm-hmm. We did. It was our first games club that had a companion play play where we oh, actually played through good. the entire. I, yeah, that was one of my favorite games clubs. I think. Damn good. Mm-hmm. What about what about you, Ed? I know like you didn't have a lot of high hopes going into it, and you and I had some Final Fantasy opinions <laughs> going into <laughs> it. But I know I mean, we definitely got some new ones coming out. And he was excited about some stuff, actually. I think, right? I mean, not really. The thing about E3, like, the E3 for me has not been really a thing that I've paid attention to for, mm-hmm. like, a half a decade now. Um, it's just that everything coming out doesn't interest me. I don't know. The new games don't interest me anymore. I, I'm kind of mm-hmm. stuck in the past. I, the, the appeal just isn't there. I don't really want to spend $90 before taxes on games. Um, you know, it's well, impossible to get a PS5 anyway, so who cares, right? Mm-hmm. What if we, I mean, but hey, like, we talked about it, and like, I feel like Microsoft's really gearing towards that, but just imagine Series X with Games Pass that gives you access, like, to games. I'd never, I'd ne- I would never use Game Pass. I mean, it, dude. I I cannot like, stop selling. I the, I the get of it, I get that you're trying to sell me on it, but the the interest is negative. Mm. With today's games, like there's a glass ceiling to it all. It's all starting to look the same. I just I I don't care. Mm-hmm. And then what were the like the shmup releases? Because I know I'd seen you see that uh, that's on that's the one exception is that yeah. Like during one of the Nintendo Directs, and it wasn't even like the North American one; it was the Japanese one. Okay, must be why I didn't know about it because I yeah, didn't realize the, this was even a thing. The Japanese Nintendo Direct dropped a uh, an announcement that sort of came out of nowhere; nobody expected it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and th- that was the biggest deal the entire week. And even then, it's games that have already been released ten years ago. Got you, but now they're just on that platform. Yeah, exactly. I see. I'm I'm telling you right now, if we if we ever like say fuck it, let's do a Patreon. I'm telling you, one of them is just like buy Ed an Xbox. We, with your help, we can get <laughs> him a Series X, and maybe we can have him at least go. It's not entirely terrible. I'll settle for that. Well, but I, then I, if it, but then if he does, Patreon. but then if he does think it's terrible, <laughs> well, I mean, if he does think it's terrible, then I guess that could be its own episode in itself. <laughs> But like I've got a PC. Like, why would I? And, why and, would I... Oh, there you go. and legit, you can Game Pass almost a lot of their library on PC. You can. Yeah. So I don't know. I I think that it's a nice thing to have if you don't have anything else. Like, if you were to say like Desert Island, you have one thing to play. Like that is a good investment. It's a good return on your investment. Oh yeah, sure. Desert Island. But like, I've got. 10 other consoles that I'd rather play. Yeah. I'm I mean, I don't know, man. Like I I I feel like there like there's stuff there for everyone. Like and and not only that, like Microsoft has done a lot of these stealth remasters that like 
like no one is like even caught like they've remastered crimson skies they've remastered uh panzer dragoon orta dude panzer dragoon orta is insanely beautiful and it's on games pass you don't have to have the original disc or anything like but i've got the original disc i know but you know like like i i feel like there's a point of convenience where like i i appreciate that like they're like i won't judge people for um playing a game a certain way like I you know like I need a TV with HDR to to see what you're seeing and like I'm not even in the market for that. But mm. I will say that they've become far more accessible. Oh sure, sure. But like the kind of gaming that I'm into is not accessible. Yeah, I mean I I like what they're doing. Like they're offering a lot of this cloud stuff now with Game Pass. But like who I mean it's an, it's a nice feature you know. Um, all I'm saying. But does everyone need it? No. But I mean it's it's a nice option. All I'm saying, Ed, is that eventually when Supreme just comes knocking on your door and they want this <laughs> donair box of a fucking, like, arcade stick that you just, like... Dude, I'm, Ed, and, Ed and me are going to Evo next year. Like, we're going to fucking tear shit up with that stick. You kidding me? we we got to find a pizza place that'll have a box. We'll Dude, do a yeah. custom for that, yeah. like, for that spot. I'm telling that's you, the man, thing, like, like, if y'all want to meet up in Vegas for Evo, my, like, my most down. My most meaningful gaming experiences at this point are, like... The stuff that I'm rebuilding from scratch, or you, building from scratch, yeah. I think like the journey is way more, way more fun than just like even the uh, the result. Oh no, I feel you. Like I'm I'm getting closer and closer to uh, finally putting this office together and getting all the other components to where I can really really pump up some video content for Press Pause Radio as far as a whole and what we do beyond podcasting. Um, I I I finally got the last green shell for my fucking uh my Sega Saturn and you guys saw that and now all I have to do is paint my second Jaguar all fucking maroon and then all the the accents I would get in re-decal like I did with the Saturn but they'd be black and that'd be splinter. So I got my four turtles and I've got splinter. Oh, you're naming them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I will say, Ed, if you start taking up Kamish, you let me know. Yeah, dude, I will. Your your work on your uh, IPS clean. funny screen, so clean, fucking leagues better than like. And I can I can show you a picture of mine, but like some some games just screen tear when they shouldn't, and it's a real fucking bummer. So. That's unfortunate. I I wish I knew what kind of components you were using. I, I'm using a funny screen, so I don't. I the work looks good inside, and the way they've positioned the screen. Like it's impressive, but like I, you know, I I think it's just using an older version because I I read that a lot of the older versions was unavoidable. You got a newer one. Yeah, it's it is a new board, or yeah, I, yeah there's so. a new board on it. So yeah, and the newer ones I heard eliminated uh, a lot of those tearing issues. So it's just a matter of me being like, oh, wait until I invest in a new one. Sean, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to leave you out, but I know you've got a lot going on. And if you got, and if you got one more chaos in you, like fucking, it's okay, bud. Like uh, I'm here. I'm here for you. I'm here to hear it. Oh, I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna waste that if I got nothing. <laughs> Saving it up it's, for a rainy day. If it if it comes, it comes. You know. It does. Um, but I like. Did you enjoy your E3 week so far, Sean? 
you know, um, I'm so far kind it's of been over, but you know, well, this is true. Uh, so far, well, number one, I'm, I'm, you know, it's uh, encouraging to see that there's, you know, definitely any sort of E3 for that matter. I suppose after you know everything in the past span of time, it's felt like, but. Um, you know, honestly, though, um, everything else, all the other bullshit from 2020 aside, like, I, I, I gotta say, I was kind of on the same page with Ed in terms of just, like, not really feeling as jazzed about E3 as I used to. However, Metroid Dread um, might have pulled me back in a bit. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I'm, I'm there with you. Like, I... I, I I'm not completely disagreeing with Ed. Like I I just want to make sure that that point is like that that's communicated, because they like he's made a lot of valid points. Oh no, absolutely, and that's exactly how I felt too. I mean, as you all know too, I mean the Switch is the newest console that I've been able to get. I mean, I've been busy. I've been, uh, well, I guess lack of better words, a little down on my luck the past decade or so. But yeah, finally was able to get another console again and it is a switch and uh i I think that's the biggest issue too is just like like in most of our natural born lives in in this hobby accessibility only came down to money and not so much availability and like even then money is still like "Mm," but like we can like we're we're at that space like we can make that work but like Bro, I don't want to be in this fucking online rat race of like smashing F5 and hoping that like, you know, some fucking server that I can only imagine is being held together by like some car parts, some chicken wire and a potato will let me fucking check out with this goddamn thing that I like. I'm I'm so close to just succumbing to reseller. And yet, like, I have all these approved like lease uh, amounts and, and credits where I'm just like, I'm cool. I'm like, I budgeted for this. But like. I do like I don't I don't want to fucking like have to stress out and, and like just hope that like I was able or or better yet like enlist like the use of bots at this point like fuck I'm all I I'm tempted to just like just use one bot just for me like I don't want to use it for evil <laughs> like I just yeah I have money for just the one which is for me well and quite it, frankly I mean I'm I'm glad we're still sticking with the Switch Switch. I, I mean, I know a lot of people are ready for the next new thing. That was, and, you know, yeah. Gotta, gotta turn it up. And it's like, I'm just like, no, I'm sorry, but we're, we're let's stay stationary for a bit. We can't yeah. even get Whoa. any of the freaking new consoles. Uh, imagine like, being so convinced that there's going to be a Switch Pro and then it never happens. Dude. Oh. I mean, yeah, for real. And that, uh, I mean, right. at this point, that may be very much what happens. We're going to get the Nintendo Woo. Ooh. i i i i can't like i get the logic in anticipating it but also this is one of the highest selling systems that nintendo's had since the wii it's got an install base at this point that's on par with the playstation 2 so like why not hang back and like like it's still selling there's still interest there's still things to do like there's so much like it like the switch has become like a a watershed moment, not just for Nintendo, but for video games at large. And it also, it, it goes to show that like, again, the newest tech isn't going to really like be the deciding factor. It, it's, mm. it's always still going to come down to like inventive new ways to like really, or, or even just like Nintendo's had this really weird knack of fixing problems that aren't really there. At least you think they aren't. And then you're just like, wow. And then 
like how do I like play video games again after this? Like, and they've been doing it since the freaking Game Boy. So like this is nothing new from Nintendo either. Um, sure. Very very ironic and or coincidental. I, I guess more coincidental technically, but so I figured we can go ahead and uh, like we're gonna go ahead and do our best to run uh, through our outline. We're gonna talk about Summer Games Fest, Ubisoft. Uh, Microsoft and Bethesda, Wholesome Games, uh, I would like to squeeze in there. Uh, Square Enix, um, Capcom will go lol. And then uh, <laughs> fucking, like, bro, I, the, the Capcom biggest Capcom goes brr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, talk on, uh, we'll talk on Nintendo and then, like, that's it. Like, okay. you know, th- there's plenty there. But I figured let, let's go ahead and roll into... Um, uh, summer games because one of my impression or my impression my my predictions came true so I would love to, I would like to go yay me for a second. was uh elden ring yeah yeah i i knew there'd be more elden ring at some point but not only did we get a good amount of elden ring we we got uh an official date Mm. so how do we feel about elden ring though because people i don't know it it like i'm i'm for the fact that like the lore might be a little less diegetic because maybe like like George Railroad Martin, he he likes to Hemingway that shit. He paints a picture, and I can't imagine him like being told, "Oh, dude, you got some loading screens to work with," and like that's it. <laughs> well, and that's and like I don't know if his involvement is really that substantial. Like I don't see his his fingerprints on that. You know, I, I don't I, I, I don't I, see the I don't see the inspiration. I feel like I see it in the setting. I, I do. Maybe, maybe, but even still, like, I think if this would have been released at the prime of Game of Thrones, maybe, but that shit's been over for almost two years now. Well, supposedly, has he been, like, a part of this project for, like, years? or how, Supposedly. Supposedly. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. I really just feel like they're just going to slap his name on it, and then that's how they're going to, like, but I don't know which audience they're selling that to. Like, you're not going to sell the Game of Thrones fans. It's also like, not, like, yeah, I was just going to say, it's just not very encouraging, too, that almost mm-hmm. everything the man touches seems to either not get finished or die. I, well, here's the thing, because, like, I, I think everybody was kind of expecting a more, like, George R. R. Martin, like, uh, mm-hmm. I, I would say charm or, or theme, and they, and they, everybody kind of feels like it's just more Miyazaki stuff, but, like, I, I see it like there are certain like aspects within like just some of the uh, a- affectations and accents of, of like the civilization uh, like details of, of like these symbols and, and scribes that kind of represent like stuff that you would like see in, in George's uh, like take on the Games of Thrones universe and the various na- like you, I, I saw visual cues and beats within that trailer that definitely had like a vibe to it 
I it's not gonna be like it's it's not gonna be like a, a song of fire and ice slapping you across the face. Like there's still like that that Miyazaki Soulsborn like gravitation to it as well. I mean, there's only so much we can really glean from the trailer, but I saw enough to where like it's definitely a step away from like the stuff we've seen in Demon Souls or or fucking Dark Souls. Um, it's it's a step away from like like what they're trying to do with Yarnum in Bloodborne, and it doesn't look anything like what they've done with Sekiro. So I want to know when those ghouls are gonna start fucking. <laughs> <laughs> that's there... that's the that's the George R R Martin seal of approval right there. I, I mean, when, when yeah, they start when they start getting down, there's gonna be some philandering for sure. But like, I'm kind of, I'm still mystified that out of, uh, out of the entire trailer, like the baby Yoda uh, moment of the trailer is this fucking pot that just moves on like these appendages. Like that's it. Like that's the thing that everybody's holding on to. Like I don't know. It was it was weird. Um, definitely way more horses in it. Like that's how you yeah, know it's a truth. The, truth. The, the, yeah. Some that's some horse ass some, shit. Some horseback uh, shit, yeah, for real. Dragons, check. Yeah, like mm-hmm. we we've got some themes there, but like, I feel like okay. There's always this hook that kind of just changes up what these types of games do. I mean, the most, I would say the one the the, the series that like finds like difficulty in distinguishing itself from all the rest is honestly the demon slash dark souls but like bloodborne was able to like introduce not only these mechanical nuances with its Mm -hmm. uh like its dual weapons of of a you know a gun and a sword but like it was able to do that thematically and then sekiro does that same shit except it kind of throws a different spin on the pairing system and it also like gives you it gives you the about uh, like the ability to be like samurai spider-man like you can fucking swing around and be more stealthy like it gave you way more flexibility and movement and approach as opposed to any of the other games so like i i kind of want there more to be like well things kind of look like tolkien like fucks junji ito and like there's a horse like i need more than that uh so I, I think it's too early to kind of like get super hype on it, but I'm just glad that it's there, it exists, and they like that we have a date. Yeah. Sure, sure. I so no no strong feelings Ed, because I know like you have a a love hate relationship with like these types of games. I know Demon Souls was your jam, and Dark Souls kind of let you down here and there, but no no excitement for at least Elden Ring. Nope. Nope, so- Soulsborne is completely something that I've stopped paying attention to. Yeah. Demon Souls was nice, but it got overdone real fast. I, he I will he say, wants Ninja Blade to come back. That's the real From Software oh, game that we need back. Dude. Let's go. Hell yeah. I, I didn't mind Ninja Blade. Like, yeah. I really didn't. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm hey, no jokes, man. Like, I. It yeah, was definitely like, a, <laughs> man, where the fuck is Tenchu? Oh, ew, that's where Ten- Tenchu Z. Ugh. And then, like, we got Ninja Blade. I'm like, this is all right. I like this. Hmm. And, and everybody's just like, oh, you mean that Bullet Witch-ass game? I'm like, fuck you. First off, you, Bullet yeah, Witch is Yeah, Bullet Witch is, a, is all right. Like, Bullet Witch is great. Secondly, like, Ninja Blade's great, too. Go back, everybody, go back and, you know, maybe play like, an Xbox 360 game. Maybe that's kind of what, like, E3 and, like, game releases for me now I'm excited about. I'm excited about not the AAA shit. I'm excited about those, like, B games. 
Oh yeah. Like those like those like like mid price point forty dollar yeah, like, like games. Like the games like, that are that are willing to take chances. Yeah, some weird shit. Like I'm that's what I'm into and I feel like we're getting a lot of that, you know. I don't know if you call it indie. I wouldn't call it indie. I would call it just those like, you know, mid I mean we'll we'll get to the like the ones we're nervous about, but Huh. Um, I will Is there say, a lot of them? I'm guessing there's a lot <laughs> of them. There's, there's, there's a few of them. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I mean, I, I'm with you, though. I feel like yeah. out of all of them, as far as the variety and some of the diversity that we want to wear, like, basically to where, like, I feel Ed's, like, frustration on the on the glut of some of the same shit that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's I, I there's definitely some other stuff to look forward to. I'm like, yeah, get in on this. Um. So, another thing that I got super stoked for, like, you know, directly within the context of it being a thing and what it is, I I love this. I just hate the situation surrounding it, um, or, like, the reality that brought me back to that situation. But who the fuck had Metal Slug Tactics on their E3 bingo? Uh, Hell yeah. Um... I mean, it's not not entirely unsurprising. Uh, there was Metal Slug, uh... This is on yeah. mobile. Metal Slug Defense and Metal Slug, yes. ta- uh, not Tactics, but, uh, what was it called? There, there were two mobile games that were, they were alright. Like, I enjoyed playing them for a little bit, but, uh, yeah, like, it, it, it didn't feel completely out of place given those. I think I mean, it was called Metal Slug Wars or something. There's I, I, definitely some kind of, like, not tactics game, but there was something on mobile. I remember on Android they had something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just remember One of like them num- is num- numbers would pop up off the like people. a gacha game or whatever. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yep. Which like, yeah, bummer. Um, but like, I, I, I think it's neat that like this IP is resurfacing. It gives me like vibes of like the Samurai Showdown RPG. That, like, they got, like, wacky with. I'm just kind of really bummed over the fact that, like, a large majority... I think I think all of, like... I'm trying to remember what the exact stake is. Okay, it's 33.3% uh, stake is owned by the uh, Saudi Arabia fucking prince, uh, Mohammed bin mm-hmm. Salman. Like, yeah. yeah. So, like, it's kind of really bummed me out because, like, I, like... I I don't know like am, owned like, by a real life Morden. Yeah, I I don't want to fucking Christ. Uh, yeah, Ugh. the irony in that, but like I don't want to be an accessory to war crimes. Like I just want to play like this game. <laughs> so it's like you're it supposed was... to play. You're supposed to stop the war crimes when you play Metal Slug. <laughs> um, but it looked from what I saw the gameplay that they did show off. I I think the thing that I really enjoy, which I feel like that's done. In XCOM too, but it, I I kind of enjoyed like just the the flair that they have uh, they've presented because it's de- it's definitely retained like the look and vibe of Metal Slug's design. Is I really enjoy like the additional tactics of destructible environments working in your favor if you wish to go ahead and use that, especially where like the the whole gist of a Metal Slug game is just like fucking doing what you can and staying alive until like you know your your pocket pocket runs out of quarters but like here 
it it's just making the best of your wits versus just like your your trigger finger and and i just really like the way they've kind of adapted that around the sensibility of a metal slug game again i i gotta watch this one with bated breath and see where snk goes but like it's very much a thing that's been finalized and it's a bummer but also uh dude's got stakes in take two um he's got stakes in fucking um activision and i think he's also got stakes there's a oh an ea so activision ea and take two so only I'm surprised you didn't say like 10 cent or something <laughs> <laughs> um i mean yeah it's I, I don't know man it's it's a bummer like nonetheless but um I, that definitely took me off, took me off guard, but like in a great way. Aside from all of the fallout of of that um, nonsense, uh, Back for Blood, which I'm curious mm-hmm. to see your thoughts on it because you have the beta access, or you've had the beta access. I have played the beta. Yeah. Um. No, I'm pumped, and, and this also ended up being a day one Game Pass release, so I think that's great. I think that. Anyone that wants a Left 4 Dead style shooter, they're going to get that. Because this is Left 4 Dead, just with different looking zombies. And, uh, uh, I mean, the beta I played on my shitty PC at the time uh, was still enjoyable. And it still scaled. You know, I couldn't play it at, like, the max settings, but it was still enjoyable. Uh, So to get my hands on it with, like, a console or a more beefed up PC now, uh, yeah, I'm pumped. Like, Left 4 Dead is one of those co-op games that even now you could pick up and play and still get super into it. Uh, and this is no exception. I think I think that that game's going to be really cool. But, like, we'll get into it later, but there's some other games they announced that were co-op. And I think that was interesting because I think that with, like, the, obviously, the stuff that happened in 2020, we had to find more reasons to play games where we weren't doing it in front of each other. Right. Or, you know, like, like, you wanted that co-op play, but you couldn't do it couch co-op anymore. So I think there was a big focus on co-op games this year. Huge focus on co-op games. Which is a bummer, too, because I feel like co-op was actually starting to shift back towards, like, uh, couch-oriented play. Mm -hmm. But again, given the circumstances of Mm -hmm. the uh, pizza party, of course we couldn't do it. So, Mm -hmm. Um, no, I absolutely agree. In fact, there is one particular one that kind of threw me uh, by surprise as well that I'm excited for in terms of uh, the Xbox one. In the name? Uh, I'm sorry. Yes. Oh, dude, I was hoping you would talk about it. That game was, like, strange. I, I figured, because they started showing it, and it was Arcane. I was like, this is just Deathloop. We already know about Deathloop. And it wasn't. And I was like, no. okay, what's this all about? And and I was interested. Cautiously so, optimistic, but interested in that game. Uh, so, I mean, there are a few others besides, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, Weezer and Keeley and and everyone in between being awkward. Um, we're getting you know from his BFF Senpai Supreme. Um, we're getting a oh yeah, we're getting a, a Death Stranding director's cut, which um, we still kind of got to get around to our proposed games club that we had a while back for like our Kojima project, which I still want to do. Um, so I think more now more than ever it'll be uh, relevant. It's it, it's going to be weird to do the games club post 2020 because it's sure. just again like the whole like life imitates art like aspect of it is just fucking wild it's 
insanely wild and it gives new gravity to like i'm sure how what experience will take away from it kojima but, just like, knew man he 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 has crystal ball and he just knew yeah he he for he foresaw it i mean <laughs> to an extent uh i i i mean i'd like to believe that the heart of of all cataclysmic things starts with norman reedus so who knows fucking Fair. <laughs> um but yeah, uh, Summer Games Fest for the most part was a little refreshing. Um, I was nice to see, and like, it was definitely the production value was uh, met all expectations, and then some. As far as again, there are some things that like I feel like Keeley could have better trimmed or directed, and like where like uh, this is gonna lose like even people who are invested in the hobby. But mm. like it, it, it was better than I thought it would be. So kudos to him. Uh, Ubisoft. Given, and I completely totally forgot when we were originally talking, because like Ubisoft was already pretty light to um, begin with, but mm-hmm. um, I totally forgot given all of the drama it's had with um, regarding Me Too and like how it addressed it and some mm-hmm. of that, like which again, got to vote with your dollars. And we talked about this on a on a podcast not too long ago back in regard to like what we do and what responsibility we have in, in engaging toxicity in the games industry. But nonetheless, I mean, I'm, I'm here to like try to objectively like look at what's shown. And I I think rainbow six extraction may just be the first rainbow six game. I give a shit about like, I don't know. I feel like it, the fact that it's kind of scaled back, like in the same way where like the division kind of like, got less Tom Clancy in it. Like it, it got less mm-hmm. Tom Clancy and less um, grounded in where it, it def- definitely played around with like some of the um, lifestyles and cultures that it was implementing in, t- in terms of like warfare. Um, I, I don't know. I, I definitely hear like, I just, I don't need another tactical shooter, but this one kind of, like just the the extraterrestrial uh, like aspect of it, it it was, I dug it. What did, what did you think? I didn't see too much on it. I uh, I just assumed it was kind of like an add on to Siege, and it kind of spun off into its own thing. I I don't know. No, I, Siege is still going to be its own ongoing thing, but with the, the operators and all that. Basically, yeah. the way I see Siege is Siege is Rainbow Six Motorsport and. Rainbow Six Extraction is Rainbow ah, Six Horizons. I speak that language. Okay, yes, I understand that. <laughs> and like I have, and I am definitely of the crowd where I'm infinitely more interested in Horizons over anything I just, done with motorsport. Like, like, just give me a game that's nothing but Rainbow Six, like terrorist hunt. Like, yeah. just make that the game, and I'm cool with that. Like, give me Vegas too, please. Thank you. I mean, yeah, I think that's the last time the 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 series kind of like did anything remotely jumping mm-hmm. the shark. 
but like here I'm I don't know I was surprised hmm. by it. I mean I'm not like yeah but I think it's the one I will keep my eye on and be like maybe I will buy I, this and try to like, get people like involved. any of the, like out of any of the Ubisoft games like that's the one that you're kind of like yeah I'm kind of interested Dude, well no I think I really want to get Mario Rabbids like the first one I think I just <sighs> that's the thing I missed out on the first one so like yeah I didn't play I didn't, either. Yeah, and, like, there's a crazy Humble Bundle sale on it right now. It is, like, Ooh. fucking, like, less than 15 bucks digital. Ed, did you ever mess with it? Uh, no, I didn't mess with it at all. Okay. I just remember how wholesome I th- I it was. I thought I wanted the... to, but then I realized, yeah. oh, it's a strategy game, and I'm too dumb to play those. Oh, no, I wouldn't I say that. that. You know what's funny? You know what's but funny? I thought I, how I... wholesome it was that, like, the like developer was, like, crying because he got to work with, you know, Miyamoto. Like, that stuff was, like, my shit. I was like, this is awesome. And then I never played the game, but I was excited about that guy. Like, good for that guy. I'm <laughs> oh, happy dude, that yeah, dude. and that that dude was all about it in the presentation. I yeah, just, man. I, you know, it's funny that you say that, Ed, because like the Advance Wars announcement, I, I booted up the original Advance Wars, and like, it, it is mind-boggling how like sparse it is in explaining its systems. It just throws you in. I can't even get past the first mission, and I totally forgot that you just have to like. I was fixated on like taking down all the enemies, and I just kept dying. And I realized, oh no, you just you have to just do need... the one objective. Yeah, <laughs> you had to. You just got to go get the uh, headquarters. But the game doesn't explain that at all. It literally just says, "Hey, after a certain amount of turns, like you can do your special ability of repairing everything." And even like it's just so bizarre to me. So I kind of like I'm curious to see if the like with the reboot camp, which I thought that was clever, like whether or not like they'll explain some of its nuances because like. I don't know. It's so weird when people are like, oh, Japanese games are so handholdy. They're so, I'm like, well, uh, like, hey, no. man. No, <laughs> like, sometimes they throw you in the fucking, like, figure yeah, it out. Yeah, I, I played the shit out of Advance Wars uh, on Game Boy Advance. Even Advance Wars 2, but, like, I could not hang. I think I did make it to the final the final mission in the first like, one. The but, fact that you were able but, to dude, do that. You, no, the fact I, that you I were can't. able to do that, I absolutely know you can do Mario. Hey, man, I, I had a uh, a strategy guide for it. Well, I mean, even then, like, no judge. Like, I'm sure, like, you felt comfortable, and then moments were like, oh, I don't need the guide. Um, nope. I, <laughs> um, it's so weird, because the one thing that, like, and I hang on to, like, the weird, most obscure-ass niche game out of all those is, like, Yggdra Union. I fucking love Yggdra Union, but that that's more like a Fire Emblem than an Advance Wars, so I don't know. I um, liked that game quite a bit. That was a I really good one. Yggdra but again, a... couldn't couldn't quite get in, uh, get to the end of it. I got fairly far, but yeah, Mario plus Rabbids, I, I think, if anything, it's funny that you mentioned that, like, it was intimidating to you. Um, this one, I feel, is, like, the most user-friendly or accessible because like it is instead of everything just operating on a grid like it is just free roam like you know what it reminded me of valkyria chronicles super reminded me of valkyria chronicles which that's another one that i I couldn't do i loved its presentation and i got all the the friggin uh skies of arcadia characters and everything but like i I could not hang i mean I, again, like it's sometimes it's not always the fact that you finish the race, but the fact that you had fun in it. Like that, that we're dude, like with our schedules and like what we have going on, like that's okay. Like I was like I'm, I'm trying to wrap up this review, but like uh, Val and I were toying around with the idea of like getting back into Catherine after recording. So I'm like I've got my like ducks in a row, and I'm kind of excited to like check that out again. Now that was a good know, game. I'm, it 
And now it's hard as fuck. I did, I, and I dropped that shit down to very easy. Like, <laughs> the most easiest setting got dropped down to that real quick so I could finish it. Um, But I think out of... I, I, The one thing that I was just like, oh, okay, like, it's neat. You're like, you're doing more of the same, but, like, changing it up. It's like, the, it looks like they're taking it into space. And, like, with sure. the free range and the fact that, like, they're kind of implementing more of like Mario's platforming sensibilities and from a strategic standpoint during your turn I wonder if they're going to use environmental stuff that like uses uh galaxy principles where like you're going to have to like interact with like certain parts of like the architecture that like have a their own central pole of uh, of gravity and like how that's going to play into the strategy of you taking out enemies like that that shit is absolutely like i i cannot even overstate just how intriguing that would be just because it's never been done in any game that i can think of to where like you like games that really take advantage of the environment and and not just like uh hey like attack this one spot in order to like take an advantage like that, that i think that's what's pulling me more than the like the gimmick of like seeing these two completely different properties clashing um but yeah that looked interesting as well um, and then uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is the one like I don't know, that's been a, a an IP that's kind of like, mm, but I'm I'm excited to be like okay, so you guys are really committing to this one. But I also feel like it's the least Assassin's Creed out of all of them. But mm-hmm. I haven't played it, so I can't really judge it too harshly. I just I I have like a an idea of what I believe Assassin's Creed to be and enjoy, and like. I, at this point, like, the, there's only so much you can convince me that this is not just Assassin's Creed by name. So, did, I, I mean, do you fuck with Valhalla? I have it on PS5. I have not even opened it yet. I bought mm-hmm. it kind of like it was like one of those games that came out at launch. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool, I'll get on this. And I just have not touched it. It's, it's too daunting of a game to play. Like, at this point, I know what comes with an Assassin's Creed game. And that's just not what I want to get into right now. Like, I, I need something a little bit more focused, a little bit more, like, linear. I don't need something big and open like that right now. I think, yeah, I think that's where Assassin's Creed kind of lost me. But I get the need. It just got big. Need. It got very but, big. <laughs> well, right. But, like, a lot of, like, the appeal were, like, the the, the parkour element to, like, the cityscapes mm-hmm. and, and cities. And then you create like this big open space like assassin's creed 3 to me is still the like ugh. like i i hate that like i i I enjoyed the story of it but i hated hated traveling and i've never hated traveling in an assassin's creed game like that like when you Mm. fuck that up you have fucked up you're like that's like the whole concept of the game (laughs) yeah is the it's like just the world and setting of of what you're doing Mm. so so I, I like that you talk about big games and kind of expansive games. I think it, maybe we lead into maybe the next part of, of that week, which was the you have the Microsoft Bethesda stuff here. Yeah. Um. So is there is there any interest in Starfield from anyone here? Yes. Okay. And I'll me. tell you why. <laughs> okay. I'm, go ahead. Okay. Because I am so sick of like the weird ass sci-fi shit. No, I want grounded sci-fi shit. I'll take Interstellar. Like, cause that's what, that's the vibe I'm getting and I'm good like, with it. I would like, that's kind of like what Returnal is for me right now. Re- Returnal to me, you know what Returnal to me feels like? Hmm. It feels like House Marquee doing their own Lost Planet. Like, it's where, cause like, okay, there's like, 
some of this like wackiness going, but it's a very arcadey game. You can't deny that it's not a very like just the the sheer difficulty and I think pressure it, of it. But but I think it's it, I think it's camouflaged well enough to make it seem like it's a weird time jumping sci fi experience. So I think it, I think it's camouflaged well enough to where you don't see that. But no, like the gameplay aspect of it, yeah, it's like bullet hell, like weird dashing around. Like I don't know, it's it, it's it's a it, it's a very arcadey style of gameplay for sure. Yes. But I'm surprised that they're leaning back into that, given that they said that they were going to stop that after like Next Machina or whatever. No, it very no, much feels like Next Machina meets Lost Planet. It's almost too fast because as I'm playing it now, like cause I just started it up maybe a couple of days ago, um, it's almost too fast for me to really like enjoy. Like I want a game that I can kind of just like relax and chill, and like the pressure's there, yes, because you know you die, you go back, but there's enough like progression that can be made to where you don't have to like play through a lot of it um but it's it's very quick and it's very like enemies jump at you quickly and and without much warning so i don't know i feel like they're going very much for like that prometheus kind of like like i wouldn't call alien and prometheus and all that kind of stuff they're not like sci-fi movies they're kind of like they're they're more kind of horror thrillers horror. yeah well yeah. i mean it's, it kind of goes for that. It, vibe. I liken that more to you know with Dead Space, where Dead Space One was horror. Yeah, like Dead Space yeah. One is very much Aliens, and Dead Space Two is very much Aliens too. Like there, it, sure. it started leaning towards the action side of things. Like I enjoy that. Like I, I've only gotten to fuck with Returnal a tiny bit, and mm-hmm. like I can absolutely see like the biggest gripe with it is the fact that it's it's a game that commands way more commitment than it should because of the flaw of not being able to chart your progress the way you should which i get the whole appeal of the game is like inching but like you know it's we're not we may be going through a lot of stuff that affect our our availability and time but like with all these other real world stresses doing just that like i don't i like i want so badly to go back to final fantasy i want to go to final fantasy 14 because yes i'm aware that you can play free for up to like level 60 and all that um Hmm. but like it's it's a commitment that like i don't know man and and, like it sucks because i want one of those games i want to feel good about having the energy for one of those games and that's the same way that i've felt about world of warcraft a lot lately is like it's just it's like work on top of work in a lot of ways it's like a second life yeah, so, yeah, a lot of commitment. But like Starfield is like, if that's like what you want for your sci-fi, like I don't know. I, I guess I, I'm sure there'll be a little maybe. bit more. But I'm kind of like, we already have a game for that. It's called Mass Effect. I'm good. Like I, you know, mm-hmm. I want to do freaky shit with aliens and like expand. Like, like I want to do some Star Trek ass shit. Like Mass Effect is one of the better games to do. I don't need like I. I think this is very much like the best direction they can go. And for all I know, there could be a little bit more. It could be more sci-fi than I thought, but like a NASA ass game to it. Like at sometimes like, you know, maybe like that would be like, I, I got interstellar vibes where like, it's just the fact of exploring things from the grounded perspective of like, we're trying to find what's out there and like charting that, but like doing it in, in, in a more directed sense of the word versus like no man's sky and the fact that like no man's sky is trying to figure out still what it wants but like it's more it's done that better than it ever did at launch so i, I bet star says and shit in their fucking pants right now <laughs> oh dude <laughs> remember that it, shit yeah it's still like fucking not out <laughs> which 
it, it it's all about a time thing. Like even then, you were mentioning with Elden Ring, like time will tell as to whether or not Elden Ring missed the mark on on yeah. like coming out. Way um, too long. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm excited for Starfield. I I genuinely, legitimately am, and like you know what, I I saw that coming a mile away. That fucking it would be exclusive. I don't know why anybody thought differently. Like granted. It like Bethesda said, like, hey, we're gonna honor some commitments, but like, you know, like that shit, that shit's still pretty early, early in the pipe to be like, nah, like this, this is our thing now, cause like we're we're their thing now. So, if anything, uh, the next uh, second party that got tied down from just like, what is you doing? Uh, like, I. Cool. Like, Sea of Thieves, I'm still down to fuck with every now and again, and like, and I like the freedom of it. But if you're wanting to pull people in the Sea of Thieves, I can't imagine like Pirates of the Caribbean being the draw. Dude, Monkey gonna... Island, and I'm I'm not. This is not me. This is Giant Bomb. Initially, that I heard this from, but they fucking nailed it. You have Monkey Island right there. Yeah, is is right it's fucking right there. there. It's right there. All you had to do is just just reach for it and you've been fine but you went for this okay i mean because like disney's hot like at this point like regard like if like if it's disney like that's gonna i i get it that's gonna like pull some eyes on it but like i'm not gonna lie i'm probably will probably try it i probably yeah, like, you know what <laughs> I mean? like but like i don't know i i, I like it's it's almost kind of like don't like i i I, I like the uh, just the the creativity of like Sea of Thieves and the fact that like like just the nonsense of the fact that you can like projectile vomit like into a in a capacity and then launch like the, your fucking like excess from a cannonball as as a weapon against like another ship like like shit like that's fucking wacky and it has its own identity why 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 latch on to like Johnny Depp and like like something that I I don't associate fucking launching vomit out of a cannonball with Jack Sparrow. I the, the fucking I I I associate Legos and in disappointing sequels. <laughs> so, I don't know. It it is that Ed, you sold on Sea of Thieves, you want to get on that shit? You want to get with Jack Sparrow. Man, like, is that it... If I had time for anything else in this life, I'd rather be doing that. Uh, what about you, Sean? You 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 down to fuck with, like, well, I, so, all right. Ed Ed's the Ed's a long con. Like, we gotta probably do the podcast another ten years before we get him <laughs> an Xbox. But like, like, fucking anything like remotely interesting as far as Starfield and it, it, it like has a series X been sold on you so far? I mean, there's more to talk about, of course, but like, well, I mean, personally, yeah, I mean, I think Starfield looks pretty kick ass, but also I'm so behind that. I'm still wanting to actually play no man's sky as long as it gets better and better. Cause I mean, oh, it's, it's wildly different. Okay. Like, nice. Cause I do remember that launch being pretty disappointing. Sure. But, I mean, so let, let I think we can move on to the meat and potatoes because again, there are some other lockdowns uh, that were done. But also, yeah. can we all agree that Forza Horizons Five does it? It it was a- 
absolutely fucking mind blowing that they they promised everything they showed was like in game and like I saw particle effects that I did not think were possible. Like, like that shit. I I legitimately thought I was looking at like a a high def view of an actual setting. I am not like there's no well, hyperbole. And I think that if you're going to showcase the power of your hardware, that has to be the game that does it. You know what I mean? Like that is your showcase game. Like you just let that shit run, and and like that's you don't even have to play the damn thing. No. So I feel like if they're gonna try to really push like what power they have with the Series X, like that's the game to do it. It's all about that ray tracing, right? Like, I guess, man. I still don't know what that means, but yeah. <laughs> uh... You have to have a fucking like physics degree to understand that shit. Well, like. The best way that I understand, and Ed's definitely got the best grasp on it out of any of us here, so please feel free to step in and be like, fucking shut up, give me a second. So, is that I understand in terms of rendering and in defining like any of the uh, the definitions of a, a model, a, a base model, a character model, like a object within the space of the, the, the game world that you're setting, is that there's always going to be like some form of imperfections or things that are like done to an effect and ray tracing just essentially helps like shape and define them more to to realistic otherwise more definitive proportions am i am i understanding that correctly or is this the part where you say no you, you fucked it up uh ray tracing is uh basically how light and reflections uh are realistically interpreted by the hardware um, it has nothing to do with character models. It just has to do with, uh, how light is, is represented in a game. So like, you can have lighting in a game and it will cast a shadow, but oftentimes there are limitations to how much of that is going to be shown on screen. It's called occlusion. Uh, so if the light source gets cut off at the top or the bottom of the screen, sometimes the reflection will also get cut off. Uh, depending on where the, the camera is pointing. Basically, what ray tracing does is it uh, will say, okay, your light source is behind you. Here's how the light will reflect off of your floor, off of the water, through the air, how it will refract, how it will look uh, at certain times of day. And it realistically uh, creates environments using that. So, uh, but it doesn't like have it doesn't at, carry at, over into like environmental definitions. No, no, like, it's as it's far not as textures. A, not no, no, not not necessarily at, um unless the texture is programmed to reflect, then it's not going to affect that at all. I but understand. what okay. it does, it, it allows uh it, it allows uh creators to make a texture that looks really good <laughs> and not have to worry about like bump mapping or anything like that basically everything is handled by the ray tracing itself not necessarily the textures we'll see that's okay so I, that's definitely a far more accurate but like that's that's essentially just and i apologize if i poorly explain that but from what i understood like the advantage of ray tracing is that like when you're defining and we're talking about like the bump mapping and the textures that like give a character like the definition of like these are things that are actually inherent of the model and they don't like you, we won't see some of the archaic stuff we've put up with for years like clipping and like going in and out is that it helps define it more right not just from a from an aspect of lighting or or maybe am I overestimating it and it's just really just for the lighting of it yeah not necessarily clipping is a is a polygon thing it's not necessarily a texture thing um 
I mean, just but as far as like the fact, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's easy to like miscommunicate like the the texture map of like like what's put on over a base model and how that goes. Again, this is why I appreciate like when Keeley, it, it's good to like better understand these things, especially when you come at it from a critical perspective and you like know how to. And I can absolutely use more work here, and I and I feel like I should. Uh, be better informed but like i i can see where like again andrew's got a point like in in terms of a game that's so it's so based around like the setting and in destination of getting there and just like being able to sightsee in in this world around you and and the fact that it's a world that's supposed to dynamically exist beyond what you do in it like absolutely i if the end result is what they fucking shown off, like, hijole, like that's a, I I don't know, man. Like I I'm I'm still like that that my as far as my jaw dropping over anything visually, mm. that was the moment. That was the moment where I really felt like this is the next gen in terms of like visuals. You know what's ironic though? Mm. Uh, some of the best use of ray tracing was actually in Minecraft. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not shitting you either. Like th- what what's been done using ray tracing in Minecraft is mind blowingly gorgeous. In a lot of ways, it's one of the best looking games ever made. When you apply ray tracing properly, I mean the lighting effects do look pretty sweet. I I either way, I was very I was blown away. I'm excited. Like Horizons has always been like um a, a very much a a popcorn game like i've never really fucked with drive guitars but like i'm i think this is where like fours has kind of caught my eye and it's and it's definitely kind of left like i don't i don't i'm never gonna be a gearhead but like you know like messing around to where driving can be a fun thing and not just something i have to do to commute to my day job yeah i'm all for it um all right andrew like Yo. how excited for you are you for redfall i'm very excited i I was not anticipating Arcane to be doing a game like this. Um, I, I'm, I'm guessing, like, it's kind of vague, but I'm guessing it's like, is it like vampire four-player co-op, but then you can also play as the vampire? No, I I okay. don't know. Maybe don't they're vampires? Know. I don't know. I, I but it, Okay, but here's the thing. Like, while while you're fighting against vampires, the, 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 the cast that they showed off, they all had their own inherent magical abilities, and they mm-hmm. were obviously human. So. Yeah, no, but it, it seems like it's just the right amount of campiness. Um, obviously, like co-op gameplay, you know, and, and I feel like there's games like that. I mean, obviously, there's like Dead by Day- Daylight, you know. There's, there's these types of games are out there, but I guess just with this, I, I like Arcane because I think they have a flair for doing things with a, just amount of style that really like changes the excitement of the game. You know, you can just do play four-player co-op game and it's fine whatever but like i need a little bit more style i don't know i was getting weird i don't want to say this because i don't want to jinx it i was getting these really weird like brink uh like yeah. like you, you remember brink yeah like, I, no, I was I... getting i was getting those kinds of like initial like feelings because i liked brink initially when it came out and then like the game sucked but the build-up to that game i was super pumped about so I, i'm going in with i'm cautiously optimistic about it but from from the initial like video that we saw, you know, it wasn't gameplay; it was just all just you know CG stuff. Uh, 
like I'm, I'm interested. I think that'll be kind of a cool thing to check out. And I, I think, is it Game Pass? Have they said? Yes, or is it... it is okay, Game Pass. So, but you know, it's so funny you have nothing you to got... lose. You have nothing you... to lose. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's a vi- it's, I, it's insane to me. Just like okay, because like we all know what goes into the development or whatnot. But just I, I think the real for me, the real like headliner out of this entire showing is Games Pass. Now sure. more than ever, like it's a must. I don't know how that's gonna. You know what it reminds me of, and like not to like cross over too much into the other world that we also have introduced our our podcasting network to as far as wrestling, but it's still like I I don't know how like it makes sense from a fiscal perspective, like when the network came out and they were giving away pay per views and how like that was gonna work towards paying the talent and like how much money that would bring in when everything like came out, like I know that in a sense, did affect the quality of the product that people perceive that. And even then, like, it's going an entirely weird direction with Peacock. I kind of get the vibe where I'm like, okay, I want more games to be available on this service. But, like, in what, like, is there some sort of, like, exchange of exposure versus profitability? And, like, if so, like, I'm certain that Microsoft is taking on that burden. But like, how long can they keep that going? Because I'm I, sure... I, I think it's just trial run of their game, and then if it does enough, they just go and buy them. <laughs> like they buy the developer. Well, like, like <laughs> out. Okay, so like Outriders, for example. I yeah. feel like Outriders is a game that was weirdly one of those cases where Games Pass hurt it. Hmm. I I don't know because I like it. It it. I didn't see many in... people going out and buying it, and I don't know if it would. Do you think it was sold? better if it had not been on game pass i think just because of like the fact that like they they anticipated the exposure but like i or actually no the exact opposite i'm sorry they didn't anticipate the exposure and i don't know how much of a mm. uh, of a turnaround they made revenue wise well like, and, I, and i think that's interesting i think that like and i'm sure this may be a conversation for another show but like you don't really see a lot of those like like those press releases of like we shipped this many copies or we sold this many copies. A lot of it now is you could easily just say like we reached this many downloads on Game Pass and that could be like your selling point of your game. Um, just because, I, you know, a lot of this stuff is exclusively like, available through a subscription it, service. Like, like how does that exactly? A revenue stream? Well, yeah. 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 And that's tough. I, I think that the only thing you can do from a revenue standpoint, because the thing with Outriders, like I played a decent amount of that on release and there was no like DLC other than like a couple like pre-order bonuses that you could buy outright. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no season pass. There's no expansions, you know, nothing like that available at launch. So I, I think they were just banking on the money that they got from Xbox making that Game Pass exclusive. Well, it wasn't even exclusive. Like you could get on Steam and you I mean, know, that, other and that's platforms. Where I feel like it hurt it because, but it does have crossplay, which is exciting because it, it's not great, but it's at least there. <laughs> it's, but the crossplay, which is there, which is great, the added accessibility that I don't think they anticipated mm-hmm. uh, it getting made mm-hmm. it to where it bogged down. The sure. game beyond oh, its oh, resources. Especially on release, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, 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 that first week or so was pretty rough. Which, you know, it's it's it kind of fell into that, you know, you got to make a good impression within the first 10 seconds or kind of, 
Like it's already fallen out of the water cooler space, you know? Like I I I yeah. honestly think so. I mean, it's not like evolve bad, but like you know, which god but, is still ugh. And that was an E3 game of the year. Like that was like E3 game of show. Yeah. Which is where you know, and that's kind of where I want to steer um mm-hmm. Going back to Redfall, I feel like this is Arcane doing like Dishonored meets Left 4 Dead. Sure, I absolutely like. I anticipate like. Well, as that, far it, as it, it, but even that just makes me wonder what the fuck's Deathloop then. <laughs> well, I I think Deathloop is just a very like, like Redfall to me is as you mentioned like the theme of it everything being co-op. Deathloop mm-hmm. is absolutely a very like to me a single player or gotcha. very much an asynchronous game, and then like. They're just like, you know what? But here's here's our take on the co-op uh, mm-hmm. side of things. And I know I, I, I feel like I've kind of warmed over on Deathloop. Like Deathloop seems cool from a style perspective, but like I don't I don't know. Like the whole there's only so many um like I, I feel like that that uh the additional layer of like replaying or whatnot like is better reserved for a roguelike. Do you see that shooter they're coming out with? Uh, that Will Smith's doing, not like the actor, but the guy from like Tested. Um, yeah. Yeah. So not. like, so it looks kind of like that. Like it's like Half Life, but like a retro, like almost what, what, what's like sixties. Oh, man, I had to look it up. It's like a sixties inspired Half Life, like co-op shooter. I I I'd have to look it up on my Steam wish list, but I I know it's um. Yeah, I, you go ahead and move on. I'll, I'll look it up real quick. Um, so Outer Worlds two, super hype about that. Loved, loved that it just picked apart so many different tropes in its trailer. Like it was very much kept in step with the vibe that that game has had, and I can only imagine that everything that the pandemic is for everything that the pandemic's done, it's absolutely given it more fuel. Because if any. <laughs> If there was any game that was indicative over the evils of capitalism, Outer Worlds was all about it. But I can't imagine in a post-COVID climate where, like, capitalism showed its ass harder than it's ever showed its ass that they don't have plenty to work with in in their sci-fi setting. So I'm so stoked for Outer Worlds 2. And I still... And you know what? The Switch version may be uh, poop from a butt that's gradually getting better, but at the very least, Ed... You can play it on Switch, and I encourage it. And like, it is, it is the best Fallout game that like I think uh, Bethesda will never make. So, I'm I'm stoked for like the fact. Like, I, I'm also I think that one was announced to be an exclusive, though I'm not entirely certain. Um, uh, let's see, and then Halo Infinite, which I, you know what. I think out of all the three, four, three games, and then just seeing more, I feel like this is gonna be the the game that like keeps people coming back. Like five, kind of did what it did to like really set aside that like this is a a, a, a different direction in the uh, Halo universe that didn't do too much other than like it, it definitely threw in a, a lot more of the. Uh, subversion of of like betrayal and and like so many other like character twists that kind of like go outside of the um usual theme of 
juggling war and diplomacy in, in what it's done in, 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 in the aspect of fighting for the human race. Now, like, it, they, they finally, like, kind of found their rhythm in, like, this is a more personal uh, stake, especially with, like, some of the big shit that happened in 5, which that's the one thing. I don't know how much of uh, Guardians will carry, I'm sorry, will, I'm sorry, Infinite will carry over because of Guardians and the fact that, like, it, it it had a lot happening like it it kind of fell into um, i don't remember which game did that or like what media series did that to where like the first game drew you in and then there was way too much in the second game and to where like it it, it absolutely eclipsed what the uh, initial offering made. i think that's what like really happened between halo 4 and halo 5 like halo 5 like overwhelmed you with like the new setting and world it was trying to tell with um Forerunners and the, the forerunners and the pro thing. Uh, mm-hmm. like it, it just fucking. I don't know how they're really gonna circle back. But as far as their approach to multiplayer and the fact mm-hmm. that like they're doing what they're doing with Battle Pass and everything else, um, yep. I am, and I think that's also day one. So yeah, and and free to play. Yeah, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a huge, like. I, I'm I just know. glad they. I'm just glad they didn't go the whole. Uh, Warzone slash like that route, like and just made free to no no like, like Call of Duty Warzone like oh like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, didn't go that didn't go like that but you know um whatever they call that genre of games I'm blanking I don't know why I'm blanking on that like the Fortnite kind of stuff Battle yeah, Royale free to play. yeah or free to play Battle Royale like that yeah. kind of stuff like like it's avoiding that and it's just going straight up for I assume just multiplayer. Oh no! Yeah, that, that, that different modes like the most and shit classic like that. ass Halo yeah. shit, like capture the flag, yeah, yeah. skulls, like loadouts it, it, and stuff like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, um, um, real, real quick update: it, the game is called the Anacrusis. I don't know the how that Anacrusis, flew. and I so basically it is, um, it's a team that is former Valve and Turtle Rock Studio. Oh, same people behind yeah, uh, Chet, uh, Chet Falsic. I think he was a writer on uh, like maybe Portal or like some of the Valve games back then. Um, yeah, he's he's a part How of this nobody team. Nobody really talked about this. Like, it looks weird. dope. It, it is okay. So it is a four-player co-op FPS with the simple goal of taking on endless waves of aliens in a massive space station, all in a quirky, decidedly disco tone. And it has a lot of references to the '70s, so I was off Cor- by a decade. Quirky disco tone. Anna, Anna, the Anna Crucis. That is not. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but check that out. That looks kind of dope to me. Uh, that is not a description I'm used to hearing. What the disco stuff? Oh, yeah. dude, like bring that shit back. <laughs> oh no, I like I'm that. not. I like that. I'm look. not. A, I'm I, not I, against I want, it. I, I want. I want some burnt orange in everything I do. Please and thank you. Dis- disco never died in the toast house, did it? It probably no. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't around for it, but you know, I, I want to keep that that whole thing dude, alive. If they if can, can find a way to like bring bring on J.K. Simmons, I mean, he does like a, a variation of Cave Johnson. Cave Johnson meets uh, Omega Man. Oh. I'm I like, I'm all about it. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. So there we go. I'm, <laughs> all, like I'm all for it. Um, so yeah. Aside from that, the only other thing that like kind of threw me off guard with uh, Microsoft was Microsoft Flight Simulator coming to Series X, which another like, whoa, shit looks weird and beautiful and crazy, and like this is too real. Like, 
I don't. I never thought like, oh man, a hyper realistic desert bus ass game would like sound appealing. But here, I mean, what other game to do that than like for flying? Though I don't know how much of that really carries over on a controller interface. I think like a part of the appeal is just like mapping every weird kind of instrument that you wouldn't think of to a keyboard and mouse. So well, and they already announced they're going to do a, a flight stick for the uh, Series X. I didn't know that. Yeah, they already announced it. I don't know if it's Logitech or who's doing it. Um, wasn't like shit. Who's the one guy that SciTech? Is SciTech the ones that used to do sticks? Um, I think Flight so. Sticks? They okay. did have some pretty good ones. SciTech got bought out by some like that. I think they got. I think I got bought out by Logitech. I thought, but I could be wrong. Oh, well, yeah, they're not yeah. around anymore though. They, uh, yeah, yeah. They, they made a wicked keyboard. All right, mm-hmm. last last try. Ed, can can you at least? Tell me, Ed, that maybe Microsoft Flight Simulator sounds like something you might be downloading on your PC. Oh, PC. Okay, you, you did a twist there. I did, yeah, because I know you wouldn't, wouldn't play that on Series X, but maybe on PC. Does that sound like And then maybe we can all play on my Xbox. You can, you can play on your PC, and then we can fly to each other, and we can wave. See, like, Flight Simulator appeals to me, but okay. the setup that I would need in order to play it Mm-hmm. Is extensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is true. Because, like, I've I've flown a plane before. I wouldn't want anything less. Oh, you have? Have you? I did not I know have, you've flown yes. a plane before. Oh, damn! And you've never you... come like once to visit. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> Why, didn't you... Why didn't I was you a, I was a teenager us... in cadets? Like, why still? Yeah. Why didn't you fly us all to Boston at one time? My distinct I, lack of a plane would, would have something to do with that. I've heard about George driving in Boston, and no one should ever have to do that again. Oh, no. Who did I have in the car with me when we were in Boston? Me. Uh, <laughs> what, I thought, what, wasn't wasn't Robin around for that? Yeah, Robin yeah. was around for that, too, yeah, but I don't remember yeah. who else I had in the car. It was me. It was me, me. It was me well, George, Sean, and Robin. Yep. Right before the well, discovery of the Packet Manster. Packet Manster. There's, there, you know, hey man, like, you try driving around in a city where, like, a lot of the layouts were determined by fucking, like, dumbass horses. Like, fuck that city. <laughs> like, it I, did seem like a lot of twisting and turning on he the He did not like That's literally the story of Boston. It's just like, oh, let's pave over these fucking trails. It's true, no man. Philad- Philadelphia is the same fucking way, man. It is bullshit. No, man, I, I'll, dude, I won't even drive in the city, like our city, like the native city near me, like Val and I, we drive on the outskirts, I'm like, we take the fucking BART at that point, and I don't give a shit, I, I'm not gonna put, like, the wear and tear on my car or my mind, and I've seen the way these fucking people drive, no, no thanks, I'll, I'll, like, I, I got enough on my plate with these bumpkin ass drivers in the valley. Like I'm, I'm good. I am not made for city driving, but that's the whole point. You don't have to be. It's the city. Yeah. But yeah. Oh man. Just, just re- real quick, just before we move on, uh, if you want a flight sim that might play on your PC, um, there's apparently a game coming out this fall called. Let me look it up here. Um, shit, I just had it. Sorry. Um, Tiny Combat Arena. It's made by uh, Micropros. Hmm. They they did like arcadey shooters like back in the nineties, I guess. 
Mm. And so it kind of has that same aesthetic, but it's kind of like a flight sim. So huh. might be something looking. I, I uh, the Kotaku had a posting on it yesterday. I saw. So go ahead you and know. send me the link for. Uh, for I will show, show notes. notes. The show notes, of course. The show notes. Um. So yeah, but aside from that, I was very pleased with what Mike. Like, I think now more than ever, like out of all the presentations to miss, I do not like Microsoft absolutely like took the opportunity to really upsell what the series x could do and what it's going to offer especially when like the playstation 5 is among among the availability of it which the series x is also in a similar issue but the availability of the playstation 5 notwithstanding the fact that like it's so confusing how to even migrate or or upgrade with it or like like most people don't even know they're mm-hmm. playing PlayStation Four grade games on True. it without yep. yeah so like it's bullshit it sucks <laughs> it's not good it is not the uh, smart delivery that Xbox totes it yeah is not the, at all like like the fact that like your competition already has like something that should be so seamless hanging over you and now they're just like oh we're gonna get the games easier and faster too like like if from an investment standpoint in terms of like the the just a sheer cost of, of keeping up with modern gaming, like like Microsoft's got this in the fucking bag. I don't know. It's it's still too early to say, but like I just the Ooh, lack of we have, Sony. We have, but we haven't heard from Sony yet, so who knows no. what that's gonna be like. I, yeah. I just you know, the state of play at this point needs to be more than like check out the shit we're doing with Horizon and Ragnarok. I'm like, dude, I need I need more like you know what like make me feel like I didn't like like I love what you're doing with VR and VR is honestly mm-hmm. found like enough of an audience for you to keep this shit going and you've already like yeah you can do it on the PlayStation 5 but I don't I don't want a backwards compatible peripheral I I want like dude like you know like there's some fucking guts here like run with it it's got to be something at this point if like, they can get Valve on board and do a Half-Life 3 on the PSVR, it would sell. Because I can't fucking tell you how much I want to play that game, but I cannot afford the whatever the fuck Steam's version of VR is. I just can't. Yeah. And so, like, and yeah. that's been one of the best VR games in, mm-hmm. in like, like still critically acclaimed is, is yep. Alex. So yep. bringing that over, like, sure. again. So I don't know. But anyway, I think it's time we move on to... Uh, Square Enix. So, man, Guardians of the Galaxy looked... It's so weird. Like you've got you've got access to like one of the highest selling like IPs ever. Like anything that has a Marvel name at this point, it doesn't matter if they like bought the comics or anything. Like everybody fucks with it now. Everybody loves Marvel now. Like, and yet I don't know. Like it just it just generated like nobody shut the fuck up throughout that trailer. Like and it just felt like more Avengers just quirky. I I'm actually looking forward to it. 
I think what hurt Avengers is that you are forced to switch characters to progress the story, and then the end game stuff is very generic. Um, I think with this, I think having more of a linear experience makes it a better storytelling mechanic to where you can get the story, you can play your character, you know, it kind of makes you play those roles and you have those team mechanics that you have to kind of partake in. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I would, I would play that. I, I think that looks like the story I would want to have experienced in the Avengers, but didn't get the chance to, cause I was basically being forced to switch off on characters to, you know, get the, the different, you know, weight of each Avenger, you know, all their abilities, all they can do, their story, you know, that, and that kind of like, had, like every, There are people who love the Miss Marvel moments, and there are people who are just And like, those were the uh, best moments. I would yeah. say the best moments of Avengers was that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, like, I, and I get from that standpoint, but, like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's just, it's, how do I say this without sounding like a gatekeepy nerd? Um, because the beauty behind comics is that you can write like granted like the, one of the hottest topics in the world right now is how a certain like dark knight doesn't like fucking <laughs> like he 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 don't delect upon like the finer things uh and whether or not like this is uh, like it, it's become a, a thing within itself but it goes to show that like there there I, I cannot tell you how many uh, writers and people within the space that like write and were just like, uh, no, mine does. It's canon. Um, <laughs> and, and like the fact that like my, my, it, my version fucking gets down. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. mine like absolutely does like the the linguistic linguini like fucking it it do it. Um, but like that's the beauty of comics is that like there are spins that you you take established works and you give your own uh, spin of identity and then it it gives different fans different ones like people cling to. But that's like, why I'm everyone clean... hates these games because they're so far off of the cinematic. That's exactly which is yes. That's the thing. Well, it's not even just the cinematic. Like I'm I'm talking about like like I even the shitty comic book groups with with those fucking monsters that I'm in like. It, it's just weird that you you're taking like a, a base of characters that while are beloved and do remain consistent in a few traits that like these flexible characters that you can put your own spin you've still managed to distort them in in and misrepresent them in in a manner that like completely loses out on any of the charm that they had to begin with like you know it, it's the whole like why I think you can make a Superman that doesn't have to smile, but you got to be damn good at doing it. Uh, but it's that argument, and, like, we got these Wish.com-ass Avengers, and then, like, we've got fuckboy Logan Paul as Star-Lord, and, like, I don't even know what they're doing with Drax, and then uh, fucking, like, Rocket Raccoon looks like Master Splinter in high school. Like, mm-hmm. I, I fucking, I, I don't know. Like, I, I want to... Get behind it's, like creative liberties. I know, but it's hard because I think you have a predisposed expectation of what you're going to see and what you're going to experience. I think it is being skewed by the movies, or maybe a certain branch of the comic. Like you have your own interpretation. If you went into it completely blind, you wouldn't know any better. And yep. be like, oh, this is all right. But but like, we don't have that option because it's just it's saturated in our culture now. Like everyone pretty much has had like exposure to 
Guardians or Marvel properties at this point. Like you just can't escape it. I I will give it the benefit of the doubt. I just and, and then like Square kind of like and they dedicated a large chunk of their showing to this. You know what they should have done? They should have done something fucked up like Omega Force or something like that. Like something that like no one really has any like exposure to. Like fucking well, do a, like do an obscure property like that. I don't like think that. they have like the goodwill to do that. Like you know who does have the goodwill to do shit like that is Rocksteady, which is why they're doing Suicide Squad. Which kind of sure. bummed that that was didn't really, no well, show. Well, nothing WB. Nothing WB really if you think about it. Yeah. Like I was expecting whatever um, Never Realm is doing. I thought we'd get something from them and, and nothing. Yeah, it's still waiting for that Superman game. I would shit bricks. It was just Superman Day recently, too. So mm. that was a bummer. Um, but yeah. Oh, all right. Um, no, yeah, let's go into Final Fantasy first because I think that's going to command a lot of it anyway. So, and, and this is absolutely, I know, an argument that Ed can totally fuck with. And like me and him, like, how do you feel about pixel remasters, my dude? <sighs> I was excited for it at first. Yeah, dude, it was it was the most bait and switch ass misleading like uh, B roll I have ever seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, when I saw Final Fantasy three, I'm just like, wow, they're finally gonna do uh, a remade 2D one like they were supposed to do on Wonder Swan all that time ago. And then, oh, mobile and Steam. Ooh, thanks, surprise. thanks for that. It's, it's mobile. It's like Diablo Immortal. All uh, could have been so much more, but no, here we are. I mean, with what's going on with the VCS, I mean, I'll fuck with them if they're on the VCS. <laughs> Joystick and all. Um, but, yeah, dude, like, I... I don't know what it is, but, like, I, it's so bizarre, but I feel like the only appreciation for, like, some of the, like, sprite work and, our, and the finer details of, of like, the 16-bit uh, Final Fantasy games uh, it, are the, the fandoms, the fans, like, the players. Because, like, I don't know why, like, Square feels the need to just, like with like just the pixelate like just mess with the design so much to the point where like they're not recognizable i don't know it's just it's weird like you know it really makes me it it makes me appreciate uh the limitations of composite and what it did on like old crt tvs you know Mm, how like raw pixels are nice and all, but like on a CRT, that's some uh, that's some oh, chef's yeah, that's kiss. A, that's a that's a goodness. spicy meatball. That's a yeah, mm, mwah, chef's kiss. But like, like okay, do you know? And and uh, again, maybe I might encounter some dissenting opinions, but I feel like the last time where uh, Square successfully did like a um, a a pixel remaster. It, so to speak, it, it, just to use their words directly, are were the PSP iterations I re, of, of 1 and 2. I really enjoyed those. I oh, thought... yeah, like Final Fantasy 4 as well. Final Fantasy 4 had some amazing sprite work. Yeah. On um, like, PSP, for sure. I just... It's at some point where, like... And I don't know if... I think it started with Legend of Mana. 
uh, I'm sorry, not Legend of Mana, Secret of Mana on uh, iPhone. Secret of Mana on iPhone. Oh, yeah. Like, like, it was a lot of the iOS stuff where, like, it, it just to keep stuff, like, I, I would say streamlined in, in so many ways, um, a lot of what we saw on iOS started getting done on Steam, something that, it, for all intents and purposes, is not subject to the limitations of the iOS platform. Right. And just... I don't know, man. Like, it, I I can't tell if it's like a it's a cost saving maneuver or if it's just a flat out like, like grossly misunderstanding like the like visual appeal. I it also goes back to like the like what they did with Final Fantasy five and six on uh, on mobile is inexcusable. I yeah, man. I I'm right there with you. I. I, I see that too, and then like I guess we'll get into the other like big Final Fantasy announcement. Uh, I mean, so... it's it's right in the middle of the two, so like you've got your classic Final Fantasy, but then you've got your like garbage iOS Final Fantasy, and right in the middle is this new Pixel Remaster thing. Which, like, it's weird too because some of them like I I think it's the the ones that are probably like aren't so garish is the original. Just because of the fact that, like, you can't really fuck with, like, the low-ass, like, the the low quality of the 8-bit. And not to say that 8-bit's low quality, but in, in contrast and comparison to what, like, they did in the 16-bit jump. Um, I don't, I, I just, I don't understand, like, a big, like, theme I saw was, like, a lot of the slenderness. Why the fuck is everybody so lanky now? I don't get it. But, like... It reminds me of Skinny Mario. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, yeah. That is accurate. That's that's eerily accurate. Mm. Um, But, like... But it's unironic, Skinny Mario. That's what makes it, like... Like, I don't know. Um, I think the, the decision as well, like... It, it, it remaining mobile, I do not see that. I I absolutely see that of all the things they took notice of, and the fact that like they've brought other games already. Like I believe uh, Final Fantasy. I think you're the one that told me Ed that uh, Final Fantasy VII Pocket Edition or one of the Final Fantasy Pocket Editions did make its way over to Switch. Like it's just, I don't know what it is. I feel like Square does like they also fundamentally misunderstand like some of the resources they have with the switch because like crystal chronicles i remember was like poop from a butt oh like, yeah i don't know it's it's Some, somehow better on gamecube with like four game Boy advances or whatever yeah <laughs> which i'm like i don't know how you fuck that up like like it it's not a gamble to release stuff on the switch at all like the wii u totally see that the ds sure and they did i think they were comfortable with like what they did but like i don't understand and like the one hit that they found on the switch is like the the non-final fantasy stuff which is uh, octopath traveler i mean they've they've thrown around some other stuff like um uh, Setsuna and uh, Lost Sphere, which again, like I I enjoyed both of those. They're not like the big name 
uh, draws like Final Fantasy, but how do you how do you fuck up your big name draw on like something that like should be so easy? I don't know. So I mean, any any thoughts? I mean, I, I imagine um, Andrew like I don't I. I know, like the a lot of the newer Final Fantasies have grabbed your attention, but I've I've never actually heard your take on some of the older ones. I just haven't really experienced them. I I still haven't played seven. Uh, I haven't played. I mean, basically, I I kind of got into it eight and up, and even then, it was like sporadically. I'd play like a little bit of nine, uh, a little bit of twelve, you know, stuff like that. Um, but now I don't have that that lineage to really go back from and pull from. So I don't know if I'm gonna play it now. It had to be like a seven remake or something like that, like something along those lines where it's a completely different experience, you know? Right. Yeah, well, which, go ahead, Sean. Well, I was just gonna say, if I did have to uh, shameless plug for like an older Final Fantasy to pick up, uh, definitely four is really easy to get into, at least in my opinion. I mean, it is one of my favorite games, and uh, yeah, I love four. It's great, I mean, and and the PSP version, I I agree with Ed. Like the sprites are amazing on it. It's actually that's probably become one of my favorite versions um but like even then like man just like you again you have new opportunities to find like people like find ways to get people to play five just because you fucked up and didn't bring five over like like three like well okay if 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 i'm 100 percent honest final fantasy 5 advance is muy bueno it is, it is. I- incredibly well done I, you know, I and I'm I'm there with you, um, but like, I'm just thinking in the grand scheme of like people who don't still have a Game Boy Advance kicking around. You know what I mean? And like the like the, the and that's. Well, I mean, again, the same but, could be said with any of the other entries pre seven. Exactly. True. Right, and exactly, but like it, it just goes to speak to more of the point of the fact that like Square had a better grasp of like the this tech. And, like, I don't know. I don't know why they're so skittish with doing uh, older pixel stuff on new tech. Like, there's so many other, like, there's so many resources, like, and at this point, like, even then, like, Nintendo, of all people, and, like, they're, like, arcade. Hey, man, like, if, if they weren't cowards, they'd have every version of each of those games selectable. Like, if you want to play the Wonderswan version... Of Final Fantasy IV, you should be able to. I mean, it's just, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like of all the uh, companies like that that didn't do the best job of maintaining their coffers for their legacy, Square is up there. Square is definitely, like, they, like they, they pay homage to their legacy, but do they hold it around? I don't think for anything that doesn't have the Dragon Quest name on it, and that's only because Enix held onto that shit before like they were uh they were merged so i don't know um so yeah all right strangers of paradise like what what in the absolute fuck like this bomberman act zero ass shit is this like i i still can't get over that this motherfucker is wearing a henley i get that he gets (laughs) some like new like i i I hate that he's wearing a henley t-shirt like he's he just looks like he just looks like JRPG Nathan Drake. It bugs me, but like, but like, ang- like Nathan Drake, if he like, 
grew up punching holes in the walls. Like, you know what I mean? And listening to, like, Freak on a Leash, like, more often than he should have. <laughs> like, you know? Like, I I just, I don't know, man. Like, <sighs> how are we feeling? Like, help me. Like, am I being jaded? Am I goofing on this for the sake of, like, like, I get, I'm excited for, like, the the spin on it, but I don't know. I, I, you know, what's funny too is I feel like this, like Team Ninja, man, like they do not have the best luck fucking with properties that are mm. not theirs. Mm-hmm. I, I, I will still be like a slight other M apologist. Forgive me because it's, I, like, I, if anything, I don't, I don't think I told you guys like, like the uh, combination of tech that I've used to get with my Wii Dual through an M Classic upscaler through the added advantages of the the DVDO iScan Duo I've got I've got a pretty nice looking like widescreen Wii setup and like now it's making me like oh, I'm going to play and fuck with Wii games again that you know that I don't have to constrict to 480i on a CRT um so I I want to imagine like it's you know, neat. I just I was kind of looking forward to Andrew's take on it, hoping that he uh, installed it and played it. But apparently, well, and we then we, we talked so it. much shit about it <laughs> in the chat. I was like, well, all right, I'll wait. Uh, I end up playing, like I said, a bunch of the Steam uh, demos instead. But it's downloaded. It's it's on there. I'll, I'll 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 hit you guys up on the next podcast and let you know how terrible it may or may not be. I think the the one thing that like i didn't really anticipate is it's also going for a soulsborne vibe but like it's very imbalanced (laughs) yeah (laughs) like that would be because you get to fight the boss and like just like basically remember how like you had to exploit a lot of the bosses in the early going of like games like dead rising like it was almost like I yes, I yes, feel yes. like I have to break like that's what everybody on on their ps5 share uh like they were cheesing this boss. This boss was not like, like, you know how like fucking anytime I would, anybody with a fedora that like starts off the conversation with milady will absolutely go into the finer aspects of the blade and how it's used in dark souls, demon souls and all that. They'll go into like the pinpoint precision of like when to release like a button and like how much pressure you would put on the block just to know when the parry and like the frame frame watch like frame watching like something like outside of like the scope of a fighting game um like they'll go into that from what i saw here in and strangers of paradise no nah, like mm-hmm. keep keep your distance spam like a certain thing and, and get this fucking boss locked up on a wall of the room um <laughs> like, uh, which like i i don't know how stoked i am for that but like you know, finding new gear in an RPG dungeon, uh, I maybe I don't know. Motherfuckers are gonna get my money, but I don't know if I'm gonna. Be really? Able to. You think you're gonna buy it? I think I'm gonna get it just because. <sighs> I dude, I, Square Enix didn't give me Balan Wonderworld. I'll tell you that much. That was like me and Jeff Grubb. We were in the thick of it. Games beaten. Press pause radio. Ain't ain't nobody throw a code at them. They wasted all those codes on YouTubers, and they got fucked for it, and like, and with good reason. And you just went, see, see, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, I 
it has my interest mildly, but for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, I mean, who knows? Like, definitely, maybe not the best first impression. No, but. like I, I have Bomberman Act Zero, but I will put this on. Like, it's almost like if you were to ever do like a post mortem or a presentation on like what not to do with a video game, like I, sure. I want the experience of this one to like throw into that, uh, that catalog. So. Anybody else? Any any other thoughts? Like, I'll just you, tell him to make another like Dirge of Cerberus or something like that. <laughs> I you you fucking you bite your tongue. Hey, I, I know I'm not saying it ironically. <laughs> I'm saying like I I want to play something like that. I want, Fuck it. I, I love Dirge of Cerberus. I you know what I want? I want the Japanese only online multiplayer Dirge of Cerberus. I want that shit back because I've always wanted to play that. That'd I've cool. always wanted that. Yeah, be dope. I'll be esports man. Yep. Fuck it. Like, you know, like Nintendo could do it with Splatoon. Um, True. Yeah, I mean, the only other, like, big reveal, uh, speaking of games as a service, which, like, holy shit. So, not only did Platinum Games not show off anything with Bayonetta 3, and to the point where Ooh. Hideki Kamiya got on his usual soapbox of bullshit, and he was just like, fuck you. Don't talk to me about this game. Banned. How dare you just assume, like, we're doing it. Like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But, like, he also got on his high horse and interview space and not. And just, like, I think it's stupid for you to assume that, like, we're not working on it. Fuck you. I'm like, um, you haven't shown us anything. We got a logo. We got a fucking logo. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, and then you show us this weird, like, I was excited at the premise of this. And, like, I, like, in the predictions, I'm like, this looks good. I'm, I'm for this. And then I see it and I'm like, this looks like a really weird, smeared ass looking uh, PS3 game. Like this looks really bad. And and it and it's just gonna be a games as a service, something that I don't think that Platinum has any real experience with. Like I don't like how how is how explain to me like what do you guys interpret that to be? What game is gonna be a games as a service? Uh, Babylon Fall. Oh, okay. I have no, I have no. Did you not check that out? All. That's no. the platinum. That's the platinum game that we did see, and that that's being done with Square Enix. And like, yeah, like I don't know. It it doesn't look good. Like, and mm. I don't know. I don't know. I got yeah. Like, kinda... It was underwhelming to say the least. Oof. Which is like a bummer. And like, like... wasn't Platinum doing that like the like Dragon game for Xbox, and they canceled and yeah, Scalebound. Scalebound. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Oof. <laughs> which like people are still like and and like they can't talk about i don't even know what the like people still don't know like, what, what happened, happened with all that yeah yeah man so i don't know um Yikes. life is strange uh i'm excited for true colors i like the premise sure. of it i kind of like i said uh and i, I kind of took a break that's from, don't nod right yeah that's yeah, that's yeah. don't nod's bread and butter like yeah because yeah, yeah. i'll tell you right now remember me <laughs> wet fart but oof, that's a shame Life is strange. I've I've always enjoyed. Like cool. I feel like there's a little bit. I feel like with the the sensitive issues that they tread, that mm-hmm. they have absolutely like found a, a rhythm in how they approach it with like the utmost tact and sincerity and respect to the material. So I'm I'm excited to see what they do with it. Before we hop into Nintendo, we're gonna skip Capcom because Capcom obviously skipped out on us, so we can return the favor. Y'all like Resident Evil? <laughs> then, yeah, that's it. 
and and esports. Fucking fuck them up esports. Um and and like the weirdest nonsensical direction of the Ace Attorney. Like we no. Um, I really want to take this opportunity to kind of you know bring it back to a positive light, and I want Andrew to talk about all the indie games that he saw. Oh between man, wholesome, wholesome games show and me like me personally, Lake, Lake, yep. Lake. Mm. But so, what, what games have you been playing on Steam that have like been thrown? Yeah, in? Yeah, and honestly, I'm still playing through them. I, I think the cool thing about like I remember they were talking about what E3 was going to be like during COVID. Because obviously you couldn't show up to the event, you couldn't play the games, and there was kind of talk initially about like a E3 experience where you could play the games at home, like watch the watch the trailers, watch the streams, and then play the games. And the only entity that's really kind of followed through with that premise was Steam, and to a degree Xbox. Xbox actually uh, during um, E3 proper had like 40 demos drop that were just available for that week to play mm. like Sable um, there was which um, I'm really sad Tunic. I didn't get a Tunic chance was to play on there. Sable yeah Tunic was on there um, and so like you know at least they're kind of like Tunic bringing, was on there you know, too oh, yeah I'm and, so they're, and so they're bringing in like some of these indie games that you know you could play like a demo build of during just that week Steam has something right now it's like a next fest where it's like the upcoming indie games for like a fall in like 2022 release that you can get a demo build of now to play, but it's only available until the 22nd of June. Um, but there is some some games on there that are really interesting. Um, I didn't necessarily prepare a list, but I do have my Steam pulled up. Um, uh, I was playing one today that I was really into. Uh, a couple of them, actually. Um, and like I said, there's still more I want to play through, but... I'm really bummed that I didn't catch uh, Tunic. Tunic. I, I wonder, I don't know if it's gone necessarily. I know it was available during that like release, but I don't know. You might want to check and see if it's still available for a demo download. I'm literally um, doing so as we speak. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm launching Steam and shit right now. Um, Wait, Tunic. Isn't that the one with the fox? Yep. yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one looks good. Yeah, yeah. yeah agreed. <laughs> it, it looks better. There you man. go. You got him. Right. We got him. Got him. <laughs> Sold him. But like that's old news, isn't it? Like that's been in development for years now, hasn't it? We not? just haven't been, yeah. But just haven't had, at least as far as I know, we haven't had a way to play it yet. Yeah. Um, a musical story I played. I really dug that. Uh, it's a like rhythm game. Uh, kind of like kind of like a telltale story kind of game, but using like rhythm mechanics. Very basic premise. You're literally using the left key and the right key. That's all you're using, but it is a cool, like, 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 like very visually pleasing game to play. Um, so Holy I played a little shit. bit of that. Dragon Quest Eleven's on Games Pass. Mm. I didn't even realize that. Um, Fire Girl isn't playable, but I saw that during the, I think Devolver's stream, and, oh. and that looked really cool. Which. Man, you know it's funny. We were talking about like the excitement for Devolver and whatnot. Um, it it made me get back into Carrion. Oh man, I was totally yeah. I, I got lost in Carrion for a bit. Mm-hmm. And there was some good stuff in that Devolver stream. I mean, there's there definitely some some games in there. I was like, oh, this looks interesting. Uh, Demon Turf, I think was maybe. I'm not sure if that was part of Devolver. It might have been something else, but uh, Demon Turf looked cool. Uh, Death's Door looked pretty neat too. Yep. 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 Um. There's a lot of games that are either like mech games now. I'm seeing a lot more mech like games like like 
like turn-based mech fighting games, which is really interesting to me. Um, gotta gotta get it on that that front mission like vibe. Square sure. Square's not doing anything with it. And then like not like something I've played yet, but I really want to play. I've heard really positive things about, it, and it dropped during like E three stuff was Chicory. Yeah, I, I've heard a lot like, of good things were about Chicory. Going off about Chicory, and I was yeah like looking at that too. I don't know. Um, Chicory and Loop Hero are on my list. Yes, Loop Hero's been like Loop Hero kind of like was hot, and then it kind of like fizzled. But I think there's still enough. Like you could still play it and get a lot out of it for mm-hmm. sure. I remember that being a big deal when it first came out. Um, and there's probably a lot more. I'd love to like just maybe start playing some of these and, and checking them out. But like I said, the, the demos themselves are limited. Um, but yeah, I would you know go on Steam, I, see what they have available for any stuff. If we can at some point like organize a limelight, check out some of these, I'd be down. If if they're still available, yeah. I mean, if anything, I should be playing them and like capturing them, but I don't have those capabilities just quite yet. Yeah. Um, but maybe, maybe I'll try streaming some of this stuff. If, if I can, before the, the thing's done, um, I might try to jump on and play some I, of these. Yeah, just, uh, this fucking stupid Atari. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but the indie stuff's cool, man. It, it's really exciting stuff, and that, that's really, like, oh, yeah. the most excitement I got of, because it was just, like, not just watching the trailer and getting excited about the possibility of, like, you are playing it, you are experiencing it. And that's, like, the best selling point of any game is to actually get hands-on with it, so... I think that was a really smart move on their part. I wish more people would have done that. Um, but like, I I if anything, there was one um video game that really like um, and I'm trying to remember. It was like spell something. It's the like it's it's a very uh LGBTQ based um that was also like I I believe it was like Spellbound or no like I'll get the name for it. I was really digging that because that was like a Hey, we're gonna take the premise of Puyo Pop and turn it into a dating simulator. I'm like, this looks dope. So, is it like a puzzle game? Yeah, it's a puzzle game, but there's like date sim aspects. To yes, it. I think I might know what you're talking about. I think I did see something like that, but I don't remember the name of it either. Um, I know it's. Oh man, it is. It is on my feed, and like I will. I will absolutely... Um, Maybe a show note? <laughs> well, not a show note. I want to ah. bring it up. Oh, Spirit Swap. Spirit. Oh, yeah. I think... Didn't that just have a Kickstarter? Like, not too yeah. long ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I remember seeing it on Kickstarter, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I was really happy about some of the uh, stage time that, that also had. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like... Yes. And I think that was kind of cool to see some of those, like, really indie games, like, get some, some exposure and get some, some play. For sure. I, I mean, I of all of the games though too. Like I've noticed a trend. Um, the the best avenues to play both of these. I mean, granted, the Switch is always going to possess the advantage of the most flexibility. But like I see a lot of these games like claiming home to uh, Switch and and then Xbox One and Series X. Like Series X was also not a whole lot for PlayStation 5, if any at all, and no. some for PlayStation 4, and it, like, kind of... Even if they're available on those platforms, Sony's not going to go out of their way to really, like, you know, advertise that they're even on their system. Right, but, like, the fact that, like, it wasn't, like, included in a lot of their, um, a lot of those pitch trailers, like, it's just... Yeah. I don't know. Kind of threw me off, but 
Yeah, that's a bummer. I kind of wish we recorded closer the fact where we checked out. Like, I really enjoy the fact that, like, some of these games were made available to some space because of the mm-hmm. fact that you couldn't go to an E3 and play them. But even then, like, stuff was still sparse. So I think we can, because we're, we're getting near the uh, the end of our impressions, um, but let's let's go ahead and round out with the the supposed savior of uh, e3 Nintendo. What, what, do, what do we all think about the fact that like uh, Kazuya was the one that got fucking thrown in a smash and not Murder Grandpa? Because well, I, me, I'm all about Murder Grandpa. Like but, Heiachi. Mm. But Heiachi, like someone brought this up. I was watching a stream uh, of the reveal, and they bring up a good point. Heiachi was in PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale, so you know what I mean. Like I feel like he's been utilized in that style of game already. And he's in there as a background character. I think he's actually in there as a mirror. Or, uh, like, I don't know if he's going to be, like, the Richter to Simon and Dark Pit to Pit. I don't know. But I did, in that that montage, like, he's in there fighting Kazuya in in a Smash match. So, I don't know. They should just fucking use, like, Yosumichu or something like that. Like, like, go fucking full tilt if you're going to go for it, man. Just go for it. I was going to say, you already got him in Tekken and Soul Calibur. I'm just, I'm kind of bummed that, like, the only like major... that's right. He actually was in Soul Calibur, wasn't he? Yep. I forgot about that. Yeah. The Sony one. Yeah. The only major fighting game franchise that kind of got the stiff here was Virtual Fighter, where Akira is only a support trophy. Mm-hmm. Kind of a mm-hmm. bummer. Um, especially with God damn, I'm still thinking of like, guys, Ultimate Showdown so good. Get Ultimate. That's Showdown. what I hear. Oh, dude, yeah, man. Like, shit. I I I want to play the shit out of it, but I was playing some Guilty Gear around the same time. Um. Which your your strive review? I'm mm-hmm. I'm all for it. I am Guilty Gear is the most accessible fighting game to play right now, which is fucking weird to say because Guilty Gear games are not approachable. Yeah, you, you <laughs> they never think, have like, been. It's 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 weird that they went full circle because like there's Guilty Gear and then they like went full tilt on like that approach with Blaze mm-hmm. Blue. I thought and, yeah, yes. I thought I thought like Guilty Gear was was sort of approachable, but Blaze Blue is where all the stupid death all the depth went. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. And I would say like later versions of Guilty Gear, like like Exerd and stuff like that, got a little crazy for me. Um, because I'm about as casual as I get when it comes to fighting games. So Strive was very approachable, but I think it's at a disadvantage possibly to their hardcore audience because they don't really appreciate that it's more easily accessible. But that get that the group fuck of players over it. Get the fuck. I agree. Want to play as May? It, Let him play as May. Get I, the fuck hey, I, over I'm, it. I'm I am a May hardcore day one player. Like I love the shit out of May. Um, but. I think that will fall by the wayside eventually. Like, let those casuals play for a minute, get kind of bored, and go play Smash some more, and then you can have Guilty Gear back. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Just, like, be happy that it sold a lot of copies, you know? Just be happy that there's, like... Like, dude, I hate... That's what makes me not like the fighting game community, is that, like, they... they like, none of this is diluting your experience. Like, Ownership people... is a still a very big, like, hurdle for a lot of these people to jump. 
that you know like like you own something or it's like yours and it can't be anyone else's it's it's unfortunate yeah but like honestly like it, it we're going back to like it's difficult to make people like like you can't just force or expect people to like invest a commitment like especially in 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 of all things a game that doesn't need to like have that sort of commitment like people don't need to learn like nuanced systems like virtual fighter 5 while very it's like very complex and nuanced in its own ways like i think there's a like the matchmaking in the beauty of it which i love the most like and i really tried to stress like i found people within like my within my my span of skill to like really kind of like you know try to get better and grow but also not feel overwhelmed or pressured and and even then, like, just how they approach lobbies. And I feel like lobbies will really make a difference. But that's if the community at large isn't a piece of shit. Like, don't, just don't do that. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I loved your review. You did a, like, I, I'm, Appreciate I, that. it Thank just you, makes sir. me not, it just makes me hate that I don't have a PlayStation 5 all the more. It um, is on Steam. You can get on Steam, too. I, I need a new computer. <laughs> so, like. We'll, we'll get I, you there, man. Don't yeah, worry. We'll gotta, get you there. Got it. That's still like a another another drop in the bucket, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, fuck, man, where were we with Nintendo? Nintendo, yeah, and and I don't know, like there were some surprises there. You oh, know? I yeah. Mean, I, obviously, I know Sean. Sean was pumped about like Metroid and stuff like that. Like, I don't have enough interest in Metroid to really be oh, super dude, pumped, but it sounds like this has been in the making. Years. I, I've been playing, yeah. I've been I've been replaying Zero Mission. I actually was playing Zero Mission, waiting for y'all to get ready to record, and like, I should be you know, fine-tuning the last ends of my Atari oh, I loves, but I needed a palette. I love Zero Mission so much, too. And if dude... Anything, if anything, I like, I'm looking forward to getting the PC mode going, just so I could put another Metroid 2 remake on my Atari and saying, ha ha, fuck you, that's how I'm going to play it on my TV. Uh, <laughs> actually, I think I need to go back. I was actually, uh, this is like a year ago, but I started actually playing Samus Returns, the original one, on my Super Game Boy. But um, You know, and like, it's so good. Like, I, I'm really bummed. I'm surprised that we got Dread, and I'm happy that we did. Um, but like considering that I don't know how well, uh, Samus Returns did on 3DS, uh, but like, God damn, was that such a refreshing take and like a, a must play. And I feel like, mm. I feel like if anything, cause fusion is amazing. Like, God damn, it's oh, yeah. good. Um, F- Fusion's the one that I played. Fusion. It was actually the reason I bought a Game Boy Advance <laughs> or well, fusion... I asked for a Game Boy Advance. I was still but, like, like it's 15. also like. Like it, it's so funny. Like, cause when like Fusion was first fresh in the scene, and people like were just discovering, even for the first time, just because like it, it was released uh, alongside uh, Metroid Prime, and like you know, there's still like a classic Metroid, so to speak, for the purists that with a lot of new stuff, and like people who were discovering that uh, kind of Metroid for the first time after Prime, and then like hearing so much about Super Metroid, like, the, the fucking, like, the standard maker, and and just, like, being like, oh, like, man, like, I, I hear about this game, to the point where, like, they're so, like, gung-ho about Fusion, just so you can tell them, hey, dude, Super Metroid's actually even better. It's crazy. 
And now, like, I don't know, like, Samus is not in that weird uh, limbo that she was as a character in Metroid as a property. I mean, mm-hmm. it sucks that, like, we, we just basically got the... I mean, it's more than Kamiya ever bothered to do with fucking Bayonetta 3, but at least we were told, like, hey, Metroid Prime 4 is coming. Which, to be honest, like, I don't even remember who's developing it. Because, like, I thought Retro it, was doing it, but then... Like, it, is, it is still Retro. Okay, but weren't wasn't there some internal like issues like with like I I feel like there's like the scuttlebutt that I looked into is that like Nintendo wasn't really happy on like what was being done with it. And I thought did they like didn't they like can it completely or something? Well, no, uh, no, they didn't can it. Oh, but they did no, move just, some stuff around. I, I think there was some uh, some stuff going on within the company that they uh, they had to sort of shelve it a bit, but like it's still a thing. It hasn't been like canceled or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and then and the fact that it was brought up, I'm just I'm bummed that like I feel like that's gonna be a a late 2022 thing. I like I which is like and I, it'll be just in time it. for the Switch Pro, <laughs> dude. Let's hope. Let like I'm not kidding, but like we all mentioned that like it has to be announced or showcase or something in some way, like in our predictions show leading up to this. I didn't think it would get a passing mention like that, like that. That's all it would get. But, you know, the real star was Dread, which I mean, for those who played Fusion and played Corruption, like because like Corruption tied into it, like there was a a 14 year old threat. I mean, like fucking uh, Mega Man may still be on the moon with Capcom, but at least we're getting this shit now. You know what I mean? So. I'm digging it. I I also kind of I'm getting the like how do you do a survival horror in in a 2D space? Like I know there are other indie games that did it, but mm. one with like the uh, uh, autonomy and agency that Samus is supposed to have, which I get I I mean I'm answering my own question cuz like a big appeal of Metroid is that like you're nerfed so hard in the beginning and then you gradually mm-hmm. grow, but like how do you maintain that throughout the game? Cuz I imagine there's going to cuz like the the fact that you got like a Mr. X and Nemesis like type character that's going to hunt you down the whole time like i'm excited but nervous cuz like i i the big appeal for me in a metroid game is kind of taking my time even though it's always like it's been a series that's like prided on like speed running or whatnot i i like being able to bump and grind against every nook and cranny like at my pace so i'm i'm a little like you know apprehensive about like how well this would work in a in a metroid style gameplay but i mean I, I, like sean's in like excitement for it's infectious i'm i'm fucking and like i mm-hmm. but these fucking amiibo too oh my god don't want to talk about me and uh el steve no, let's on not, twitter about let's not it do and, those yeah i'm gonna have to get it i'm gonna have to get it i mean i don't have a choice in the matter at oh this no point, but yeah same Man, I'm so I'm I'm so glad I broke free of that, dude. I I I will see you one day, sir, in that <laughs> in, in in that new world. But not I quite mean, yet. I kind I I haven't been able to keep up on all the the Smash ones. I I was able to pick really up Terry. Uh, and Terry's Banjo. a good choice to get. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it, man. If you're but gonna get I the want, good ones, but I still want Cruel, and I still mm-hmm. want like even like I think the ones that I've like super like fucked off on getting are all the Fire Emblem ones. 
Like, yeah, there, there's too many of those fuckers anyways. Like, if it's not Zelda or Fire Emblem, I mean, what else is there? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I don't, like, I, did, does Steve even have an amiibo yet? I don't remember. No, no, not yet. No, um, there, there's definitely some that still need to come out that have been released as DLC. Yeah, I think the last one was... I'll grab Sephiroth. Joker? Yeah. Oh, Seth, I need to grab yeah, that, Joker, too. Yeah, yeah. Joker was yeah, I think they should the stop messing ones. around and uh, make Captain Rainbow a, a character already. Oh, I, from the BitRun games? No, no, no. no um, you mean oh. Captain Runbow? No, Captain Rainbow. He's he's a thing from... Uh, he's a B, B-tier character uh, in a Japanese-only oh, Nintendo yeah, game. Oh, yeah, that yeah. WiiWare game. That WiiWare game, yeah? Oh, sure. No, no. He, he It got a full retail release in Japan. Oh. But I, I in Japan, but it was a WiiWare game here. No, it wasn't released here. It was only released in Japan. Really? I, yes. I know what you're talking about because you're like it, it, there's mini games and you're on a beach, you're working out. And there's like, like everybody's like a colored silhouette. Uh, no, he's like a Sentai warrior. Yeah, and then there, like, I think there's like one aspect where you're running along. I don't know, fucking. Like, there's it. it's bas- there's basically like a, you interact with a bunch of B-list ter- characters like Birdo and uh, like all yeah, the characters that got left all, behind. Like, yeah, fucked up and weird looking. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking you about. You guys just made me want to have Elite B agent amiibos now. Perplexed by whatever this is, honestly. That's... I mean, I'll buy it. it. Sounds cool. Um, but yeah, I I was not expecting Metroid Dread. I'm I'm pleasantly, I mean, so I never really got your take on the Prime games, Ed. Like I've like you're I, I I imagine ambivalent towards them. Yes. I mean, yeah. Metroid Prime, like I've got Prime one and two on the GameCube, but I don't know. They were they were never really my jam. I don't I don't like I don't really like Metroid as an entire series. If I'm totally honest. It's such a bummer, but like. Yeah, I know, but you know that's just how she be. Just how yeah, she be. Well, I okay, and then Sean, I never really got your take on Prime. Um, it's probably it, it's one of my more uh, shameful backlogs, and when I say shameful, because a I really really do want to play it. B it's one of those games that I have backlogged because I'm like, okay, when I play it, i got to get into it and I'm going to do absolutely nothing else. And C, this is really pathetic because I technically have all three titles on the Wii collection. I impulse bought that back in the day. Like You're, with, You were smart to do so because yeah. I still have yet to get one and I want one. Just because, especially now that I've got this new Wii setup where I'm like, I'm going back. Like It's funny, I, I just saw like the teaser gameplay footage for uh, Sonic Colors HD and it looks great, but I'm just mm. like, you know, I don't have the most clearly defined here, but, like, this is pretty good out of a Wii game, and I'm like, oh, man, like, if I can do that, like, I don't know. I I, I want to go I, I want to go back and play Other M, like, which, man, holy shit, did uh, I do have totally other sweep M. that under the rug. They did, they're like, for the first, like, new entry, I'm like, uh, you got Other M was a game. Um, you know, and so, honestly, like from what I played it, like I, I think I'm about halfway through Other M, and that was kind of another one that it got partially. I, I got I got really far until the uh, save bug happened, and because... oh, okay, yeah, and that was a game breaker from what I heard. Yeah, like... and so I was gonna like um, restart it and just make sure I kept. It's so funny because I still have the other uh, 
uh, save bug fix that they did for Skyward Sword, but they they actually released that as a WiiWare uh, patch. They didn't like have you mail your fucking uh, SD card in with your game save to fix it. You guys remember that shit? Oh yeah. Not that one, no. That was, yeah, yeah, that was Nintendo weird. needed you to like put your other M save file on an SD card and mail it into them so they can fix the save, uh, the game breaking save room glitch. So now, like, if I'm starting over, I just have to remember to play around it. Like, there's a way to do it where as long as you like don't save within that sequence, you're okay. But if you save in a certain room after only doing certain things. You, the door's broken in in the room mm. going beyond. You can't leave it. It's it's super fucked. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm excited for Dread. Um, what did we all think about uh, Breath of the Wild Two? Code name Breath of the Wild Two. Cause... <laughs> Wait, which game is that again? No, no. <laughs> yeah. I I mean I mean it's exciting, but that is not coming out anytime soon. I agree. I, I mean, the right. fact that like the original not anything date was. I mean, let's be real here. the The original Breath of the Wild was announced for the Wii U, and how did that work Fair. out? Sure, sure. Yeah, that that might be our pro version. You know what's and also you have another day on it. Um, the expansion pass is like ten bucks right now on Humble Store, mm-hmm. which is weird. The fact that Humble Bundle is doing like some Nintendo s- stuff, yeah, Switch stuff. Uh, Nintendo stuff of all things. Um, sure, but yeah, I I think if anything, they they kind of stretch themselves thin between uh, Age of Calamity with Hyrule, Hyrule Warriors and then also mm-hmm. Skyward Sword, which I'm like, that's yeah. a game like no one asked for, but like, truth. Um, yeah, I I I think that like unfortunately, it's not going to be a um. It, it's just not going to be something we see anytime soon, but nope. I'm excited at the premise. I am. I love Breath of the Wild. I really did. I, I played the shit out of that game. But I think, and I don't know if it was you that I had this conversation with, but let's let's say this. What would you rather have in Breath of the Wild 2? And it's a really, this is like one of those monkey paw questions, and it makes me think, like, oh, no. would I rather have traditional dungeons back or... Uh, a complete removal of the weapon durability system. Ooh. Like, you know, it. I don't know. Personally, like, I feel like if you gave me more to work with with the weapon durability and it wasn't, like, like, I... If I like a... Like, the, the thing I like about, like, Bloodborne is that if I feel like I'm... If I felt... I feel attached to a certain... Um, like variation of my sword Mm -hmm. i can Mm -hmm. repair it like most games give you the opportunity to repair or refine like a certain one like you know or you know i i guess it's a double-edged sword no pun intended just because like they like zelda's priding itself on the like the aspect of exploration and forcing yourself Mm -hmm. out of your comfort zone so like Sure, sometimes you got to pick up the donkey stick or sometimes you got to pick up the legendary sword. Like, you know, but like I, again, I don't some some of these games I want to do at my own pace. Sure. I would say definitely durability, like more options for that. I didn't mind the dungeons in, in Breath of the Wild. I really didn't. Like you you mentioned exploration. I think that was a big part of it was finding these areas to explore. 
and it is hard unless you you know you really know the map or you're using a guide or something to know where a lot of this shit is but, but would you prefer like an expansive more fleshed out dungeon that utilizes all of these micro concepts that are done in the shrines but in one full-fledged temple or dungeon like the older Zelda titles or do you like I kind of like like this like Mario Galaxy approach with the bites it's just it's I found it weird that people want traditional dungeons back yeah like like of all things to the point where they're like I, I don't know um I I Personally, the weapon durability, I I would like to either be made better or to be removed because it's or just have more options, like you said, for like keeping something or upgrading something. Yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. kind, of, but I'm very curious about what they're planning to do in the sky, and and just like I don't know if it's intentional that Skyward Sword is coming and like what it's gonna do. Like, do you think maybe they're like looking at some mechanics they've done in Skyward Sword remake to incorporate into Breath of the Wild? That's it, yeah. Because so far, sure. I, Makes I, sense. the only thing the only thing that we really know is it's a one to one remake, other than like the um, the controller option. Yeah. And which even then, I don't, I do not know how well that would work where they've just Oof. mapped things to the right right stick. But like, so what happened? Is it like somebody just like got like went on a trip at Nintendo and they were like, I was told we must look to the sky. Well, like, <laughs> like I don't, I you know, like all games you fly now. All yeah, <laughs> I, I, it, it makes sense because, like, think about it. They've already done the ocean with Wind Waker, sure, and then like you, they gambled on this aspect of a giant open world where like everything you can see, like it's it's totally doable. It is not like window dressing or garnish, so. Like, think about all the ways in people have broken Breath of the Wild between all of the, mm-hmm. like, the tablet mechanics and then, like, incorporating, like, the giant vertical real... Because, like, that game has an unreal... Like, Breath of the Wild is unreal how tall the world is. Like, how, how like, t- high can you go? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, a, it's insane to me that you, like, that people have found ways to literally, like, break with their abilities break travel and launch themselves across like in-game miles that would otherwise take you like 20 minutes if you did it like the traditional way where they do it within minutes because they're they're fucking traveling this way i i want to imagine like the fact that like nintendo saw this and just like let's incorporate the verticality with like land masses in the sky and then see like what people do then and like the That'd be bonkers. That'd be fucking bonkers. So, I I'm excited for that. But yeah, it's it's also it's one of those like you've given you, you've given me enough, but I, I I don't have enough to like really get stoked for because like my and, imagination's yeah, running too wild. And we'll have to temper our expectations because yeah, I think we have a ways to wait for that one for sure. Um, a new WarioWare game, dope as fuck. Get it together. Mm-hmm. I'm for it. I'm, Same I'm here. Super into it. I love I love all those games. Well, I mean, there's only three of them, but uh, and I've played two I, of them. I've, if anything, like, what was the launch game on the Switch? It was one two Switch? Yeah, was, yeah, that oh, should yeah, have been yeah. a fucking WarioWare game. That like we should have gotten a WarioWare game at launch. Agreed. Well, that game is still absurdly expensive, by the way. Like I, I I've been waiting for it to like hit the bargain bin. So's and, Arms. What the fuck? Like what? Yeah. <laughs> on so Wario. Agreed. 
WarioWare touched on the DS was, uh, I mean, that was like a definitive, to me anyway, it was like a definitive uh, near launch title for the DS, because that came out to... Uh, I really relative. like Smooth Moves, but I also like the GameCube, like the GameCube entry didn't even get enough love, but Smooth Moves on the yeah. Wii, that was like the big one, that was like, like, I, it's weird, it didn't like last as long, but for a while that was like, oh man, you see the shit you can do with the Wiimote, check it out. I, I really never... liked Twisted for the Game Boy Advance. Oh yeah, Twisted was it was mm-hmm. one of the I think it was the best game to make sense of the the motion sense. Oh, game. that's right. Twi- I f- I always forget about Twisted. Yeah, cuz the only other one that did it was Yoshi Island Topsy Turvy, which oh man, like all of, like talk about a game that you don't have to fuck with, but like they wanted to fuck with so much. Like Yoshi's Island DS, Yoshi's Island that weird Yoshi's Island Touch and Go, that abomination. Um I don't know. Man. Yoshi's it's Island good. 3D, 3DS, there was one. Yeah, the, the 3DS one, or, or New Island, Yoshi's New Island. That yeah, was also yeah. like, why? Just, I don't know. Um, Let's see. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei 5. Ooh, ooh, I'm really, like, I, I don't know if I could fuck with Persona, and it's always challenging for me to do so, but this, like, this dungeon crawling, like, you know, convincing animals to like, like stupid monster animals, like come, come, come with me to fuck with other monster animals. Like I'm for this. Um, like I am, I'm down. Uh, did, did any of this do it for you guys? I mean, Mega Ten has always been a fun game for me. Sure. They're um, always more hardcore than like, obviously like the persona. Oh yeah. You know, like, and, and the branch, like, like digital devil like, saga digital, was oh my God, excellent. Yes. I've yep. still got and, Devil uh, Survivor backlogged, and for good reason. Strange, mm-hmm. Strange Journey is that the one? Yes. Yeah, that's yes. one. Yes. That's that, yes, I mean. Oh uh, yeah, well the original was on DS. Both. It's so yeah, it's they, they so good. It. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, that should have been the fourth. I don't know. But I feel like they're like games like Etrian Odyssey and other stuff, like and, and just like all the other first person, like e- even like the more niche stuff, like they kind of brought like the dungeon crawling RPG back to the forefront. But like Persona, not Persona, sorry, the Shin Megami Tensei games always had the style. Yes. Always been the style. Like, and I think that's the big selling point. Like mechanics, you know, great, but I mean, it's just that a game like influenced a whole, but I mean, really a new genre. I mean, really it, it did. But like now you're throwing in like these monster rancher ass mechanics where like I can, I can negotiate take on, like, that, like these Pokemon. Well, I mean, they've had it, but like you can fuse the monsters now. Like you can, yeah. like, I mean, I don't remember that being an older Shin Megami Tensei um, game. At least in like, I don't know. I mean, what's it like in the PS1 games? I didn't fuck with it. I, I, I mean, it was with, like some retranslations. Of, I'm, like, I'm pretty Comics sure. I'm pretty sure Fusion was in uh, mm-hmm. SMT3. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I felt like that was like a new thing. Like, oh man, like look at this. But it's like, de- it was definitely heavily implemented into Persona. Sure, sure. Goddamn Persona! Don't like es- especially can't, can't especially starting it. with like Persona Three. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, right, Persona. Okay, that. I I had to play Persona 3 in a way the game did not want me to play it. I I did not take a party 
with me into dungeons because my party was useless and they they caused more <laughs> problems than like some they came down with some sort of ailment where I had to fucking backtrack and leave to the point where I'm like I'd rather just do this with like the main protag. Like I just I don't know I remember having a lot of issues with three which I feel like people said oh yeah Fez addressed that. Um, um it didn't. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Not necessarily. It weird... uh, yeah. uh, P3P addressed it because it gave you direct control over your uh, over your party, which oh. was adopted from Persona Four, actually. Good. All right. So then, I think that hmm, Four is just too talky, but I, I want to go into it. But anyway, um, shit. Where? Okay. So, yeah, I'm I'm down for Shin Megami Ten. Um, Fatal Frame made in the Black Witch is weird. Because uh, I thought it's second, like, oh, cool, because like you know, because that was got, like, kind of the shaft for Wii U. That was the Wii U version, right? Yeah. So right, like, but apparently it's coming is, out on PS4. Day is super, super duper uh, down with uh, Fatal Frame in general. We we did a games club on it that like I'm I'm always bummed that you weren't a part of, but maybe like and it's we can't really do it on the other games because they're so fucking expensive i wouldn't want anybody <coughs> to like spend money to try and buy them now fatal i um, have fatal frame one and two i've, I've got all of them but like three I, is the I only one that uh that we don't have that uh that she really I wish wants. i picked them up on xbox like i hear those are the superior versions yeah i mean um, i'll always remember playing uh fatal frame one in the dark and while in the game there was the uh, the thunder and lightning, an actual thunderstorm actually rolled in. It was so good. Uh, yeah, that's still one of our favorite my it was favorite so game good. clubs that we've done. And, and with, just, with Milky, yeah, and Milky yeah. talking about the experience of like uh, Tecmo, like preparing the the review environment for them. Um, a Fatal Frame, Blackwater kind of kind of made in the Blackwater kind of got the like just the short end of the stick and like how. Like it was distributed through eShop and like and it got like little no marketing. Um, so excited for that, dude! Cruise and Blast, so stoked for that. I yeah, that was that was cool. I'm I'm glad that that's a thing. And then, yeah, aside from that, um, no Pokemon Arceus, and I don't know if that's just because uh, Pokemon kind of want to save that for their own directs, which they've been leading on. So that's, that's oh yeah, po- Pokemon Direct is a thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I feel like that's the only, like, that's why I'm not, like, too, uh, but, like, yeah, Metroid Prime 4 kind of, like, just not being a thing. Um, I think, just, you know, before we go ahead and round out to episode end, uh, I figured we'd do a quick round robin, like, what, what is everybody's, like, favorite takeaway from, uh, E3 and me personally? Um, uh, I love Metroid Dread, like, it, it was really there for me, but, like, I just, I I am so stoked on like the premise of getting a Series X. I have never been more on board, and like I have never been more pumped for Games Pass. Like it is. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. The only thing that sucks for me is I have an S, and I really know now that I'll have to buy one of those expansion drives to really take advantage of the stuff that's coming out because I'm already at max, um, on storage space, and it's not even with a whole lot of games. Dude, with the size of some of these, I mean. Mm. Yeah, small ones. Yeah, yeah, some of the indie stuff, but like, yeah, they're they're still like I have I mean, Destiny on there. Now coming with a data disc and a play disc. Yeah, which you can't do with the S. The S is all digital. Yep. Yeah. So. Ugh. Yeah. Got to 
See those prices going down real quick. I hope. Mm, well, uh, I was surprised. The only thing, the only thing I was bummed about, like just to kind of take my turn on this, the only thing I was bummed about is we didn't see anything much on Hellblade. No, which is... I really thought that was going to be like a big focus for Microsoft because that was like one of their big like with Ninja like, Theory. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it was like one of the, like one of the bigger acquisitions they got uh, when they started announcing they were buying up developers. I mean, I know it's coming, and they've shown some like behind the scenes stuff of making it, but yeah, I was a little bummed. But you know, I'd rather them take their time, so I'll I'll, I'll wait. But yeah, I was kind of upset. Another there. I mean, backlog sad. title for me, but like I have it on Games Pass, so yeah, so good. Um, all right, so Ed, what is like? I mean, I think you already kind of shared yours earlier. You were. You were stoked on the Japanese Nintendo Directs. Oh yeah, I mean, um, Shimi-sama drops. Like, yeah, it was it was a shadow drop. Uh, no one expected it was going to happen, and then suddenly it was available not only in Japan but also in North America and Europe. So How anybody, it, by the way, twenty bucks. Because hmm, I really want to get it. I want to get the black label one for my 360. I think I still will, but like. No, there is no black label one on 360. What there is, uh, this version on Switch mm-hmm. for 20 bucks, which on 360 you'll pay like two, three hundred bucks. Um, the Switch version comes with all of the modes. It comes with the 1.5 Matsuri mode. It comes with a range. It comes with novice. Oh. And it comes with arcade as well. Yeah. So, and it's HD. Okay. Yep. Um, the most exciting thing about the announcement though, because like, they announced that uh, Doranpach Daiojo, uh, not Daiojo, um, Daifukatsu is going to be coming as well. Uh, uh, Doranpach Resurrection is what it's known as over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, that's going to have all the cool stuff, like Black Label, Black Label, uh, Ketsui Range, and all that fun stuff. Uh, if, you know, it follows the same sort of trend uh, as the um, the PC release from a, a couple of years back. But the most uh, exciting thing was that Escaluda 2 is going to be getting a uh, a port on the Switch as well. Oh, yeah, because, like... And the thing about Escaluda 2 is that it has not been ported to anything but the Xbox 360, and that was all the way back in, like, 2010. But, I I mean, I'm sitting pretty with mine here on my Xbox. and like. Oh, sure, yeah, but, like, for people that can't get an Xbox 360... Like, uh, or yeah, or no, to buy the or to buy the disc like I'm pretty I think the disc is is climbing up as well um you know 20 bucks you cannot go wrong with that well that's some I mean I I kind of just hope that like uh cave starts digging deeper in some of their other like uh backlog like I well that's what I, I mean like Escaluda 2 smiles as, well, Death Smiles 1 and 2 is coming to the Switch. Oh, there we go. It is. Yeah, that was announced uh, a year or two ago. But uh, what what Escaluda does is, is is it opens the door to porting other games. Like, uh, like I don't really like it very much, but Guange could get another port. They could bring Muchi Muchi Pork or Pink Sweets over, Ibarra. They could bring Escaluda 1. They could do... Um, Mushihime Sama Futari. Futari, I think, is the one that everyone wants, and I think it's the one that would benefit the most from another, uh, a new release. And I know for a fact that I, I would play that until the end of time. It is so good. Yeah, if, uh, if it's Mushihime Sama, it's gotta be Futari for me. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Akai so Katana we... could be done. Like, it's, the sky is the limit. If they wanted to, they could bring any one of those over. Is there a specific like 
publisher of all these, or is this just like... Okay, so Livewire is the publisher, which is a Japanese um, publishing group made up of X-Cave. And Cave themselves did the port. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, cool, cool. So Good hands. Yeah, I mean, I can't... They Typically, they've been pretty hands-on in everything they do anyway. If anything, Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess it would be... Never mind. I was going to say something really stupid, but... Um, I was going to say, like, oh, man, I, you know, like, Pro Gear. But Pro Gear is there. Like, just need to get Arcade Stadium. Which, yeah. And it's fine. On our, I, I was playing the shit out of it, so, like, redundant. I um, I mean, I, I built that Pizza Box arcade stick, and I got some of the best progress I've ever had in Mushihime-sama with it, so. Damn. Um, so we Pro- already tracks. know yours, Sean, but I want to I wanna hear it again just for the folks in the back. What was your E3 moment? Dread. <laughs> Which, so you're really not concerned over the survival horror, like overtaking the like the exploration of uh, Metroid? Well, not entirely, because I mean, survival horror aspect in general. I mean, it's something that does kind of fit the Metroid world too. Just, um, but I always thought that was like aesthetic, like aesthetically yeah more aesthetic yeah but, uh, but like the subtle stuff like yeah. i love like the uh like the psych outs that a lot of the bosses did like i'll never i don't remember the boss's name but the one with the like gangly ass like tim burton arms um oh the the that, thing like, that it uh, it jumps out of the lava and it's a skeleton yes like there, there was always that. like a lot of like i i feel like the looking them up the fake outs <laughs> <laughs> jesus like a lot of the fake outs were always like thematic and part of the uh like the experience like the uh, uh, sensory experience croco crocomire crocomire yeah god damn uh the sensory experience of metroid in terms of survival horror is there as far as like you know you taking in all the sights and sounds but like just knowing that like this fucking thing is chasing you and you can't fight back like which again we like we find that cool in certain like i i just i don't know i want to know how well that would work in a in a game where i'm working towards being a gradual killing machine which i know the end goal will be like i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna fucking end you but like i you know i want to do that on my terms and i don't know how well they can do that in a like there's only so much stress you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so in, I'm intrigued. I'm super intrigued, but I don't know what. I don't know how successful it would be. But nonetheless, well, I'm really hoping that there is more of a. Uh, I'll make this quick, but I, I, I am hoping too that story-wise, there might be more of a space pirate arc again in some way, shape, or form. Um, maybe even mm-hmm. tying back to Mother Brain because, like, not not to complain. Like, I loved Fusion. Like, I want to make that clear. Fusion is an amazing game. But I kind of felt like like uh, Samus Returns was. I felt like uh, Fusion was kind of more of like a a sidestep episode for lack of better words. Like it wasn't the main, main ultra main storyline, but you know, it, it, it it was just like a section. Whereas it's like super Metroid. It was like, Oh, mother brain is actually still around and the space pirates are still at large, you know, not, not saying that. Oh yeah. It might even be like a good, like it might be even great for maybe people that haven't played Metroid or at least like maybe know a little bit about Metroid. Like I'm pretty much a layman when it comes to Metroid. Oh yeah. But it may even be a good opportunity to introduce people into that 
that story specifically, like you're saying, without kind of deviating and doing branching off stuff. Exactly, and there is, mm-hmm. and there's been so much time that's passed since that they can sure. really, they can really just, you know, on, on the last time of Metroid Ball yeah. Z or something, like really work with that backstory a lot. It's a, it's a very not, rich not a bad universe, idea at all. Mm-hmm. and like, it's weird because like Nintendo's run into like how they've ran into hurdles on how they characterize Samus because she's either like too aloof and mysterious to where like it, it leaves a lot to the imagination or she won't shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. So like it, I don't know. I, I they're going to have to do something within especially that scope to where they really um, characterize the, 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 the survival horror aspect of that through her eyes and in, in like ours and, like in in tandem um what about the baby uh, i i'm gonna go back and play other m i'm gonna make this thing i don't give <laughs> no, a fuck same same here and i i enjoyed the gameplay personally like and does she carry a baby around in that game no it's the baby metroid she's oh yeah she's oh, just always baby. bringing it up like every 10 oh, seconds okay. the baby it, it, it's the, the chaos it's the chaos of that fucking game i'm not kidding uh, on that note <laughs> yeah on that note episode ends I like how you really bookmarked the chaos thing. That was a good. By the yeah. way, um, George, I've been waiting to say this, but uh, chaos created the save glitch in Other M. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe it. Mm, I shit. do too. Yep. Fucking. Oh God, I, w- I wish he was so dead. Chaos. Fucking dipshit. Like Sasha snorting piece of dumb truck motherfucker. This has been episode 133 of Press Pause Radio that you listened to. If you liked what you've listened to, I mean, unless you're chaos, you can go ahead and subscribe to us uh, on iTunes, Scatter Radio, Stitcher, and a multitude of other platforms, along with uh, YouTube and Twitch, where we will be uh, publishing additional content. We have uh, a lot of new editorial that's hit the site too um sean recently wrote his uh late to the party thoughts on neo geo pocket uh color selection volume one and uh andrew did also incredible review on uh guilty gear strive um what the fuck did i do um I, I mean, I did a Virtual Fighter Five, and like uh, yeah. I'm working on Bio Mutant and Atari VCS. Um, Your Saturn. Uh, oh yeah, thank you. Second part, yeah. I'm doing my uh, my my series of uh, Saturn retrospective to commemorate uh, it being over 25 years old now. I mean, we just hit the 26th year. It's been there's been a lot going on, and I think I got lost in some other features and editorials I was working on. So, like, I put that series on the back burner when I wasn't supposed to. But yeah, um, and then Ed and I are uh, also workshopping a video companion series where we're gonna take a look at uh, influential Saturn games that like define the system, both on, in the Western market and the Japanese market. We're gonna try to essentially look at games that didn't come over when they should have and then uh, look at this, the games that did come over and like what set aside the Saturn uh, why it still left an impact with those who who chose that even you know even when the stupid naked lady thing happened and, and other stuff um, so uh, be on the lookout for that um, 
I, I have some limelights in mind. I, I, I want to do like the remaining Atomus Wave uh, limelight. I really want to also, uh, I think after I get the Atari VCS thing published, I'm going to do one limelight stream to kind of just uh, show off Antstream Arcade and some of the other uh, uh, Atari VCS vault. Uh, kind of show off like uh, the rotary games that like surprisingly like really like it, it, it's, the, it's the best rotary controller that's ever been made but I don't know there's only so much to say in regard to that and then I'm also working on uh, the respective game drive uh, reviews for Atari Jag and Atari Lynx so uh, all that's kind of in the pipe um, still also working out a retrospective We've got to go back to Rocket Knight um, like Ed and I got to finish that up um, as well as um, thinking about doing something on Klonoa been, been throwing that around in my head so oh yeah um, yeah, there's there's ideas there that are mulling, um, and then I also I would love to do uh, get some stuff prepared for our Kojima uh, project that we talked about. But like you know, there's there's some stuff mulling around there. Um, I I don't know. I think we might finally commit to the next episode being a Games Club episode. Uh, time will only tell, depending on availability and schedule. But uh, with that being said, Ed, like. What what is on tap for Bullet Heaven? And I know you've been doing some neat stuff, like just with CHC. Um, well, uh, the final episode of uh, Series Twelve is just about completed. I got all of the um, all of the uh, voiceovers done for that. Uh, it just has to be sort of edited up. Uh, we're going to be looking at uh, Rigid Force Alpha and Rigid Force Redux on PC. Uh, PS4 and Switch. And that's it. Um, after that, we're going to be prototyping some stuff over the summer, and then Series 13 starts in September. Ooh, I'll, nice. I'll, be looking, I'll be looking forward to it. Um, I, I'm kind of curious, because there's one thing that we didn't talk about at all that uh, kind of commanded the conversation a bit during E3. Which I am absolutely not going to extend the episode any longer by talking about it, but uh, just out of curiosity, should the play date get any shoot 'em ups? Would you be down to fuck with the play date for one hundred and forty dollars? Are you kidding me? No, it's more. It's one hundred and eighty. Oh yeah, no, definitely not. Forget it. <laughs> like yeah, I I've kind of soured a little bit more on the play date, like. Like, it is so expensive for what it is. There is no conceivable reason that it should be as expensive as it is. Yeah, I kind of want... I want my portables to be able to play on TV I'm sorry, Nintendo fucked me up. That there, there, the the Playdate, in my mind, is a $60 machine. Mm, Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Because, like, some of the stuff they did show was kind of... Neat, but yeah, that is. I mean, great. yeah, but the te- the technology being used in it is not expensive. You could build a comparable device from scratch for a quarter of the cost. Well, it's a wait and see, but I got your answer, and um, yeah, I, I didn't really get the chance to really delve into it, but I guess I guess we, <laughs> yeah, there there's our playdate discussion. Um, but man, yeah. playdate's been canceled. Sorry. Fuck. Okay. Yep. Well. I, yeah, I guess aside from that, we've got some other uh, limelights that we might uh, kick around. So be sure to follow us on Twitter or, or uh, like us on Facebook to, to follow up on that. Um, we'll bring our Instagram 
back from the dead as soon as I can get like a, a more consistent um, line of like uh, what I, I kind of want to turn the Instagram into like a cool little cataloging thing we do uh, but who knows uh, I digress my name is George and fuck it's late and I'm sorry but like you know um, something something chaos I, I, I was like really hoping that I would, I would just do like something to end like I like I really let you guys down I'm so sorry and I fuck I just I, I'm just I know K- I'm here K- to kill K- chaos K- chaos ruined your outro yeah he did you really did um, this is Toast and I would buy this Captain Rainbow Amiibo if they made it like this dude's cool as hell Well, this is Sean, dude, and I have to kill chaos. No, oh, man. And this is Ed. Uh, there's a lot of shmups coming out in July. Bro, I think I think July and August are fucking busy. <clears throat> like Here. it's a it's a bit it's a bit nuts this summer. It' busy. Thanks. Summer love, man. Thanks, chaos. 